Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Are you live? Child. These aren't little boys like was out here skipping around. You got to take them by the hand. These are grown men. What are grown men doing being drug around by their mother anyway? That's what's wrong in our society now. We got too many grown men who are still being drug around by their... Uh-oh, I know you want me to preach about Hannah or something like that, but I'm going to get up in your grill a little bit this morning. When does the mother back up? When does she turn it over to Jesus and say, Lord, I have brought him as far as I can bring him, and the rest of it is in your hands. Or are you going to spend the rest of your aging life dragging your grown sons trying to make their story turn out the way you had in mind? I want you to understand the difference between mothering and manipulation. And we can't broach the subject until you begin to address the fact that sometimes you can see yourself through the narrow prism of who you are to them and lose sight of who you are to you. If all you are is a wife and a mother, then you have missed a lot. Because before you were a wife, and before you were a mother, you were a woman. Are there any real women in the room? Let me tell the real women you are more than the job you do. You are more than the children you have. You are more than the ring on your finger. And stop defining your success by your relationships. Let me give you a wake-up call this morning. With no husband, no kids, no respect, no flowers, no cards, you're still God's woman. And you better learn how to clap for your... What are you, what are you dragging? What are you dragging to Jesus? What are you dragging to Jesus? What are you dragging to Jesus? Your children are not sick. You're not the son of my woman. You're not, you're not dealing with death or famine or pestilence. This is a job. And this woman is dragging these kids in here as if they were not already blessed. Jesus has esteemed them included them, brought them into the Garden of Gethsemane, took them on the Mount of Transfiguration, carried them everywhere with him. 
and mama's still looking for a hookup. I was just wondering, Jesus, before you die, could you could you get my boys a position on the right and the left? My God. Wow. And then Jesus says, Woman, you know not what you ask. This is Jesus who had the amazing mother. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is an amazing mother. She withstood the scorn of the entire city, the controversy of her intended to tell the world that she was pregnant by the Holy Ghost. She was so committed to her cause that she was pregnant riding on a donkey. She was so committed to her cause that when there was no place for them to stay, she gave birth in a stable. Wrapped the baby up in swaddling clothes. Held him just the same. Loved him just the same. Nurtured him just the same. She was a mother on the run. When they were trying to kill her baby. She was a mother on the run and said, not my baby. Carried him down into Egypt. Hid him for two years. And said, the devil cannot have my child. She was a mighty mother. Are there any mighty mothers in here? Who stood up against hell and high water. And said, you cannot have my... Lived in bad neighborhoods but raised good kids. Because you hid them. And said, not my child. I will fight for you to have a chance. And yet, at the age of 12 years old, Jesus disappears from his mother and says, I must be about my father's business. And, and, and the, the slow cutting of the umbilical cord starts at 12. By the time he's 30, the cord has been cut so severely that she's trying to get in to hear him. And they said, your mother's at the door, Jesus. And then Jesus, who is the epitome of love, says, who is my mother? Why are you trying to attach me to where I've been while I'm reaching to where I'm going? When Jesus says, who is my mother? He says, you keep trying to keep me tied to where I started. And now I am so focused on my purpose that I've got to move to where I'm going. And don't keep trying to pull me back to where I was. Who is my mother? Showing that as children get older, they never stop appreciating you. They never stop being nice to you. They should never stop respecting you. They should never stop honoring you. But they should live their own life. You see, Jesus Jesus loved his mother. I know he did because he stopped dying. He stopped dying to talk to his mama. He stopped dying to say, take care of my mother, John. Take care of my mother. Anytime you stop dying on a cross to make sure your mama is good, that speaks something about what a grown child's responsibility ought to be to your mother. You ought never get so high or so big that you disrespect your mama. Jesus was on the cross dying, and he was still respecting his mama. 
It is the only thing that God said. It's the only commandment that God said. If you obey it and honor your father and your mother, I will add years to your life. I'll give you more years if you'll shut your mouth about your mama. I have a very unique role in life. Very few pastors have one foot in the leadership of the church and their other foot in the leadership of entrepreneurship, businesses, and government officials. I want to bring both feet into our International Pastors and Leadership Conference and help you and your staff to develop your vision. Whether you are in business or whether you are in faith, I've got a foot on it and I've got something to share with you that will make you better. I want you to understand something about this process. I'm getting ready to go through some things. And when I go through things, it's going to escalate. He said, they're going to mock me. They're going to scourge me. They're going to crucify me. They're going to mock me. That's verbal. They're going to scourge me. That's beatings. They're going to crucify me. That's killing. Whenever God is getting ready to promote you, there will always be an escalation of trouble. I don't know who that was for, but it was worth coming through the rain to get. Whenever God is getting ready to promote you, there will always be an escalation of trouble. He said, they're going to mock me. They're going to scourge me. They're going to crucify me. It's going to start out amongst my own people. And he said, then they're going to turn me over to the Gentiles, and it's going to get worse. Whenever the enemy knows you have a destiny, he will always send a distraction to stop you from getting to your destiny. And the distraction will always escalate before it gets better. They're going to mock me. They're going to scourge me. They're going to crucify me. Are you? The enemy comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. It's always going to get worse before it gets better. You have to understand that when all of this is said and done, are you sure you can handle the process before you ask for the promise? Because I'm not going to let you sit in my seat until you suffered with me. Jesus says you cannot reign with me if you do not suffer with me. I don't know who I'm talking to. But I'm telling you to him who much is given, much is required. And before you ask for something, look in that cup. Because Jesus said, you're talking about the place you want to sit. And I'm talking about the cup I got to drink. Are you so focused on where you want to sit that you haven't looked at what you have to drink? to get there. What amazed me with, about the text is that Jesus tells this mama, be careful what you ask for. You are asking for your kids to die. You, I can't put them in that position. If they can't handle this cup, 
And he says baptism. Let me break this baptism for you, new Bible scholars. Baptism is about death. It's not about water. When Jesus says, I have a baptism to be baptized with, he's not talking about water. He already came up out of the water. He's talking about what the water typified, which is the grave. And when he told them, you got to drink the cup and you got to go through the baptism, these dummies said, we got this. <laughs> this text illustrates how we underestimate what it takes to get to the next level. That we are caught up in the allurement of who sits on the right and who sits on the left. But we have not looked in the cup nor inspected the cross, which is the path to the position. We want the promise without the problems. We want acknowledgement without agony. We want riches without work. Talk to me now. Talk to me now. Talk to me now. We, we, we want fame without loneliness. We want pleasure without pain. I'm sorry. You know not what you ask before you ask God for the chair. Be sure you look in the cup. Because between you and the chair is always a cup. And this mother knew not what she asked for because she was distracted by the attraction of the position. And she never understood the pain that goes along with every position. Every position has its pain. I'm going to try y'all. Every position has its pain. If you're going to be a homeowner, that's a great position. But it's got some pain to it. It's got some maintenance you didn't have to have before. It's got some issues you didn't have to deal with it before. If you own your own car, that's a nice, shiny car you got. But you're going to need some gas, and you're going to need some tires, and you're going to run out of oil, and you're going to need to change the battery. See, we want positions without pain. We want, we want to sit in the seat, but we don't want to drink from the cup. And when Jesus told her how much it cost, when he told her how much it cost, we talk, we're not talking about a check. We're talking about dying. When he told her what it cost, he, they said, we got this. <laughs> really? Really? He says, before I get to the resurrection, I'm going to be mocked, I'm going to be scourged, and I'm going to be crucified. My final five minutes is to all of those who are somewhere in that stage of being mocked, or being scourged, or being crucified. You're going through humiliation right now. Your life is a mockery. Let me testify. Many times in my life, my life has been a mockery. Many times the things that I did publicly, I struggle with privately. Can I be real with you? Many times I could help you with your stuff and couldn't fix mine. Can I be real with you? 
My life was a mockery. How could you be so strong about this and so weak about this? It was a mockery. Have you ever had something happen to you that mocked everything you stood for? That said, I thought you was a Christian. I thought you was a man of faith. I thought you were a woman of power. I thought you were counseling other people's marriages. I thought you, I thought you, I thought you. I want to talk to the people that life mocked you. Life mocked you. You're running a counseling center and your daughter pregnant. Life mocked you. You helping your girlfriend with her marriage and your husband just walked out the back door. Is there anybody in here that life mocked you? sometimes. You won't get beat sometimes. If you never get beat, you'll never understand how to win. If you never get beat, you won't respect the game. If you never get beat, you'll never understand who you are. I want to talk to somebody who's going through a period where life has beat you down. You almost didn't even come to church today because life has beat you down. Make some noise if I'm preaching to you. And then you can be mocked in private, and you can be beaten in private, crucified in public. He said, they're going to mock me, they're going to beat me, and then I'm going to go through public humiliation. They're going to crucify me. They'll be so I can't get out of it. Strip me naked and expose me to the world. And the terrible thing about being stripped naked is that it always creates shame. Even though the shame is foolish. Because your nakedness is no different than mine. Your issues are no different than mine. Your secrets are no different than mine. Your situations are no different than mine. But when somebody strips you and puts you on public display, you feel like you're in a situation all by yourself. Is there anybody in here feel like you are all by yourself? So Jesus told the woman, he said, she said, he said, they're going to mock me. He said, then they're going to beat me. And then they're going to crucify me. He said, but when they get through crucifying me, let me tell you what's going to happen next. Touch your neighbor and tell him your story is not over. Your story is not over. After you suffered a while, if you can stand up to them talking about you, if you can stand up to getting beat sometimes, if you can stand up to being crucified sometimes, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Though it gets tough, though it gets tight, though it gets painful, don't give up. When you're publicly humiliated, don't give up. Because if you can hang on in there, early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, you'll rise again. I'm crying right now, but I'll rise again. I'm bruised right now. 
out of time, I've got to stop there. It's been a real joy to share this word with you. I think it's important. I think it is revolutionary. I think it is necessary. And I hope it bless your life. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I don't care. I'm looking everywhere. I'm looking for you. You've been looking for me. I'm looking for you. Your comments, your thoughts, your wishes, your prayers, your concerns, your critiques. I want to hear all of them. All of them. Well, almost all of them. Come on. Hit me up. I want to hear from you. And, by the way, all of my e-church members and all the people who have been connected to us through television and through streaming are all coming home. You've been watching screens long enough. Come on. Megafest, June 28th through July the 1st. We are throwing a massive ministry moment with fellowship and fun and activities in a faith-based, family-friendly atmosphere. You won't have to cover up your kids' ears, but you will laugh your head off. Have a good time. You can be Grandma, Papa. We're not going to embarrass nobody. We have accommodations for everybody. Woman, thou art loose is going on. Manpower is going on. We got youth ministry. We got stuff for the millennials. I know y'all like to stay up late at night. I'm going to bed, but I plan some stuff for you too. Join me June 20th, July 1st. Megafest. Megadashfest.org. Go now. And the devil's been saying, Where is your God? Well, tonight you're going to get an answer. The events and seminars, you can literally take a family vacation the entire week here. We've done Super Bowls, but to have an event that talks to the soul, that talks to the family, is something special. I love the Lord and I love God knows who he is, and he has the courage to be himself when others are not. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive A Brighter Day on CD from Bishop Jake's illuminating series, Walk On. If you admit I can't see as good as I would like, God said I'll give a second touch, but I will only give it to an honest man. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive our three-message series, Walk On on DVD, and an audio form of the series on a USB thumb drive. How could I believe so much in God and be going through what I'm going through? When you are so good at believing in God, but you are so bad at believing in you. However, when your gift is $140 or more, you'll receive the walk-on three-message DVD series, audio USB drive, Bishop Jake's best-selling book, Instinct, and your very own miracle journal and miracles still happen greeting cards. Even during dark times, walk on. Brighter days are ahead. The three things everybody needs in order to survive is food shelter and clean water. But for some, those can be hard to come by. The Global Partner System Initiative was created to help us reach every nation. Through our international humanitarian outreach, MegaCare, we provide food, clothes, clean water, and medicine to areas around the world. Visit tdjpartners.org to become a part of our Global Partner System. How can you defend yourself when your enemy is higher than you? You cannot build a great church with depressed people. Give me a strategy! I'm getting ready to come up with Canaan, and I got to fight to take over Jericho. But in spite of our position, if I had a strategy, I could bring them down. Give me a strategy! Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Dance.
Monday on Marcus and Joni. He pastors the multicultural Bethel Family Worship Center in Durham, North Carolina. Bishop George Bloomer shares his passionate vision and praise the Lord with Joni and me and the Daystar Singers and Band. Monday at noon, 11 Central on Daystar. One thing that is incredibly clear to me is this. There is no plan B when it comes to seeing the world saved. It is Jesus and Jesus only. And that's what Daystar is doing. They are taking the gospel around the world at a rate that is miraculous. I have watched people gather around television sets and receive the word of God. So many of them tell me, Daystar has helped me. Daystar brought me the gospel. I was healed watching Daystar. Do you remember the last time you had to be really strong? Now, whether you need strength in mind, body, or spirit, you can turn to Jesus anytime. I'm Kevin Sorbo, and that's why I love Daystar. Right here, 24-7, providing strength and hope through the Word of God. You've experienced it. Now tell a friend about Daystar. Today's generation makes Daystar their home for faith television. Daystar, experience it. The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, James and Betty share with Sheila Walsh a few miraculous stories from the past and explain what it looks like to live amazed. You, through this book, have become a living example of what I believe profoundly, and that is, in Christ, your history does not dictate your destiny. Mm -hmm. There are so many people who start off in a rough place and they think, this is how my life's going to be. You could not have started off in a more rough place. We are, and we're going to talk about the book, Living Amazed. Now, now please, please hear this. You were designed, <laughs> destined to live amazed. Not only experiencing amazing grace, but releasing amazing love, oftentimes forgiveness, that would have to be amazing in order for you to even forgive in some instances. Well, you're going to find out that you are a chosen person. You're not overlooked. You're not unimportant. You may look at some Christians and hear some teachers and speakers, preachers, and that you think, my, they're gifted, or I hear different people. But you don't understand. There's no one insignificant in the eyes of God or the heart of God or the kingdom purpose of God. I, I was the kid that was not picked. I was the kid that didn't have a father. I was the kid that wasn't expected. And yet, could God use a boy that didn't get picked even when they picked teams to play a game? I moved so much no one knew me. I lived lonely. Could God do something amazing with me? Do you have to admit, after dating, and you did like me, uh, can you I figure out I why, why like you me. liked me when we were young? What what was it? Well, I thought you were awfully cute. <laughs> that was just so good. I don't ever hear that anymore. I mean, you are awfully cute. I'm just I'm a great-headed old man. But here's the deal. 
you watched what happened.
and I promise to move it. Show me a valley, I'll walk right through it. I ain't worried.
Download the free Stingray Music mobile app. Come on, catch a foot like this and snap your finger. Come on.
Oh, Father God, we praise your name. We glorify you, Lord. Holy Spirit, move in the capacity that you want to move. Open us up, Father, to hear from you today. Open it up, as you continue, Lord. As you continue, Father. As you continue, Father. 
Horomboye de Kase de Gosechi de Gosechi de Gosechi de Gosara Kadakada, Hombrode de Gosechi de Gosechi de Gosechi de Gosandrande de Gosadaka, Hombrode de Gosechi de Gosechi de Gosechi and Rande de Gosadaka. Yes, 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 Father God. Dorombos Grande, Bronde Gasteroko, Haradesh Grande, Kerokosa, and Derekosa. Yes, 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 Father. Mm, continue, Father, to speak. Continue to move. Continue to increase in our lives. Let the revelation of God come forth. Let the spirit of God come forth. Let the anointing of God come forth. Father God, as you speak to our hearts, Lord, cause a change to occur, a transformation. Mm. As you continue to move, mm. let the word of God begin to shine forth, Lord. As you continue to run Sata, so we can go down the lanes and avenues you want us to go. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Yeah. You can go ahead and pray, Mr. Reach Son. Yes, sir. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to assemble ourselves together once again, Lord God, to to testify, Lord God, how good and great you are to us, each and every one of us. Father God, we ask that your Holy Spirit would take full control of our day, Lord God, of the way that we walk, Lord God. For your word teaches us, Lord God, that the steps of a righteous man is ordered by you, Lord God. So, Father God, order our steps, order our tongue, order our speech, order our praise, our prayers, Lord God. Let it be all be directed and centered towards you. Even our conversation, Lord God, let it be God-centered, Lord God. Even the, our eyes, Lord, let it be focused on you, Lord God, and how good and great you are, how you are overcomer, you are deliverer, you are savior, you are healer, you are deliverer, you are redeemer, you are everything that we need, Lord God. And let us draw from the fountain, Lord God, that you have filled up, Lord God, with the with the water of life, Lord God, that we would never thirst again, Lord God, so that we can go by and be replenished, Lord God, be rejuvenated, energized, Lord God, to do your work. Let us get excited about doing kingdom work, Lord God, being kingdom builders, Lord God, by worshiping the most high God, Jehovah, who you are, Lord God. For you are the great I am. You're everything that we need, Lord God. All that we need, Lord God, we can get it from you. Father God, we ask you to continue to just crowd sound with wisdom and knowledge, Lord God. Give him that prophetic gift, Lord God, to speak, Lord God, those words that you have placed in his heart, Lord God. Not what he 
see the what you have shown him, Lord God, for our day and how to go about doing your work and being kingdom builders, Lord God, by building up the ministry, Lord God. Father God, we even lift up those who are unsaved, Lord God. Lord God, let them to have a desire, Lord, to come and eat, Lord God, from your table, Lord God, to taste the food that you have conveniently prepared for them, Lord God, so that you can speak life into their situation. Cover us, Lord God. Keep us and protect us. Keep our families, our nation. Keep our country, Lord God. Even those in authority, Lord God, get into their hearts, Lord God, and let them be confused, Lord God, because you have come into their lives. Their mindsets have changed, Lord God, that they would be acknowledge even the least of us, Lord God, who shall become first, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing us to the forefront to be warriors of your of, of your ministry, Lord God, to be disciples of you, Lord God. And if there's any way that we have denied your discipleship, Lord God, we ask you to forgive us, Lord God. Show us the error of your ways, Lord God. For your word teaches us, Lord God, whom you, you love, Lord God, you chastise us, Lord God. And even in the chastisement, Lord God, let us not be resentful or grudging or grudge-hearted or angry about being chastised, but remember that you just chastise us because you love us, Lord God. Keep us in peace. Welcome to the will, your will and your way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Anybody else on the line want to pray? Nobody wants to come out and pray. Nobody wants to come out and pray. Uh, 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 uh. I, will, I will say this, that... Um, not not much about praying at this moment, but I was, this, this message that she had on this morning was interesting because it was going back to the principle of the fact that because we decided to take Jesus as our portion, we have to take upon some of his stripes and strokes that he had to take. But one thing at the end of the sermon that Bishop Jake said that was interesting was the fact that he said even in the midst of darkness, God is still blessing. He said, he said, even in the midst of darkness, where it seems like all hell is breaking loose and nobody's hearing you, nobody hears you and understands your position, he said he's still moving. So despite of it being the quote-unquote, he said the darkest hour, God is still yet moving. And that's what we have to understand. Even though it looks bleak for America, the Bible says that the heart of the king is in the, in the master's hand. The more he acts up, the more we pray, the more we become those prophets of the old where he has to come and hear what thus said the Lord, not from the 200, from the one that will say, surely if you go to battle, you're going to lose. And that's why it's important for us to basically stay in the position that we're in, where it doesn't seem comfortable being watchmen on the wall and praying and seeking after God's faithfulness. He said, just as sure as you stand on the wall, watch as well as pray. You can't watch with your eyes closed. So even in the midst of where we are, in our own personal individual lives as well as the group, 
as well as other churches and the churches that we're affiliated with, yet it seems bleak and gloomy. Bishop just said he is still in the blessing business. Look it up. Good inside, good inside, good inside. Good morning, cousin. Yeah, cousin. Good morning, cousin. Mama said, How's your mom? Um, she's stubborn and you know my I asked oh. her to make sure that, you know, when she fell yesterday, to make sure that, because she knows she had a titanium plate in her arm when she broke it from when Keith was a little boy, uh, to make sure that that side wasn't swelling up, especially where that they put the side, they put their pump on. She didn't want to go to the doctor, so uh, Don and I tried to make sure, watch and monitor her last night, so she didn't do anything strange. And I was supposed to call your mom back, so I, I didn't check on this I said, um, daughter, you're probably on be on the line and um or going to class. She's like, he's not in class. I said, mom, he is in class until next week. She says, oh. Yep. 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 So Diana, keeping the monitor on and everything. Right. Um, Your mom fell, Arthur. Yeah, she fell um, out of the storage unit. She climbed up on a ladder trying to get a soup pot. Ooh. So that was a good fall, yes. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. And she got about 95 grandchildren that could have went up there and got that pot. I, oh, it's sad. That's my thing. Anybody, anybody, anybody but you. Dude, please look. I got, I got three over here. I, I understand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. They, they used to I do mean, them for themselves. That's all it is. Called, she could have called across town. Somebody could have came and got a pot. Somebody could have brought, brought a pot out of their house. Better than that, you could have waited till I got home. Cause that's exactly what happened. I just still ended up till I got home and Dad and I got in there. We made the soup up or whatever, and um. And he just, really, sit down for a minute. Do something else. Dust. Yeah. <laughs> you have to climb the dust. Well, you do have to climb in some spots the dust, but dust long. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, I tell you, anything. Oh, I'm like, man, please. Something other than what you, what you really got in mind. Uh-huh, exactly. Thank you. I have to remember why I am. Y'all, but don't start me, y'all. I was, I was, I was hoping that you didn't, because you just didn't remember, just forget that you was on the line. I heard something. <laughs> I'm so glad I heard it. <laughs> but, but back to what you said, and you know, and and just like like the scripture says, is that the king's heart is is, is like is it is in the Lord's hand, and he, he turns it like the rivers of the water. He challenges the way that they're so designed to go. And you know, we also have to remember, a lot of people are focusing on the fact that um, of what's going on with Donald Trump and his foolishness, the Lord said he created the day of, of, of all things, even the day of evil, for his own good, for his purposes. 
So we got to real realize these things like that too. You know, they've got so bent out of shape yesterday at work because they got this big Amber Alert, which you all have heard about the little fifteen year old girl from Tennessee who teacher has trained her to go out there to do whatever she's doing now she's missing. But my thing is, what about the thirteen girls that have been abducted in in in, 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 in Washington, D.C., from the same community. Nobody heard no Amber Alerts about that. 13 of them. Ages 13 to 8. You know, so we got to realize, we got to pray that man's heart be turned over to God in their minds more, more as well. Cause, because people going by here trying to, like, all selfish device, trying to get their means out, even if it's selling people off into slavery or taking away my insurance. <laughs> you know, it's sad. So we got to continue to pray. But you know, but you know something, something that you just, that you, that you touched upon, cousin, that, 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 that we're in. If you remember, <laughs> the prophet from Judea had a commission from God to told, and, and God told him to go to Jeroboam, who was crooked and underhanded and did everything that he wanted to do because he had influence, whether it came from the money or power and all those things that he had. But he went to Jeroboam. He told him, go tell Jeroboam, because of his, his wickedness and his, and his cruel, cruel antics and acts, his kingdom is going to split. That's why it's essential for the prophets, of old to emerge for one simple reason. The prophets of today are trying to profit riches and money and gold and not be prophets. Exactly. So at that point, you're not, you're not trying to do that in which God said, because he said, if you want the riches of man, that's your reward, and there's nothing for you to actually come to me to receive because you have received your reward from man, and that's your accolades and all those things. But if you desire a reward from me, you have to set, you have to separate yourself and do some things and live holy. And we, at this point, we are not doing those things, those who carry the banner. And I'm not just saying profit in the meaning of having the office, but just as, as Christians all together. So with that being said, somebody has to be a part of his camp to go back and say, you know what, um, Cheddar Bob? You got to do something different. We got to do something different because it's not this 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 country. It's not going to fall apart because you're making whatever type of rules. Because at the end of the day, God says He still can show America what they're made of. Why? Because of what they're doing. Everything that's going on is just for us to basically manifest His sons. The Bible says that the world is moaning and groaning waiting for the true manifestations of the sons to appear. The reason why we're in the shape that we're in because we haven't showed up yet. Time we show up. How do you do wickedness in the face of righteousness? It's impossible. It's virtually impossible to do that which is wrong when you're faced with what's right. But if what's right is not in front of you, you don't have an example to, 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 to basically model yourself after. You don't have an example to basically emulate. And then the other thing is that it's going to make the world appreciate that what you had was good. Now that you have something that's contrary to what you 
believed and knew was right and good. So at that point, you have to understand that this is oh, this is only for a season, but even in this season, what are we going to do to basically manifest God in this season that he's telling and showing us? One, we haven't done some things, some simple things. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things that will be added unto you. Everybody's worried about a signature. In the next four years, somebody else can change exactly what he just is trying to change now. But we're worried about where we are in the system, but we need to be worried about where we are in the kingdom. Because the system of the system of this world, the Bible says, is not important, but it is the world that we are looking to go to, the place that we're looking to go to, that we should be worried about what's going on there. And we understand what's going on there. But the point of it is, is that we're looking at a man who is already corrupt. He's corrupt from the standpoint of what his own actions were, his own words. And if you and, and you know the old folks used to say you're guilty by association. Everyone around you is corrupt. So even if you are right, because everybody else around you is questionable, you take on that same cause. You take on those same principles. You take on those same, same criticisms. So we as the ones who say that we believe, we have to do something different. We have to truly be the church to give the world a different example because even the world has a different example of the church because we've allowed everything and anything to happen in the church and say it was God. It's impossible for the world and the church to be the same picture in a mirror image and think that you can separate yourself from one or the other. It's at this point the same thing. What was that last statement you said, Mark? Mark. Mark. Do we lose him? Is he there? I guess not. All righty. You still there? You talking to me? Yeah, I was talking to you. I said, what was that last statement that you just said? You said it was impossible for the world and the church to be the same, and then you said something after that. It's, it's, it's impossible for the world and the church to basically be the same and try to invoke change and basically saying that we're, we're the, we're, we're, we're the blood-bought believers and under the blood same banner of God, and we basically are doing the same thing that the world is doing. Okay. Okay. If you have a mirror image of something, how do you change that mirror image if it's the same thing? You can't. It's your reflection. Gotcha. The church and the world are doing the same thing. Pastors are doing things that are being hip in the world to basically get people to come versus standing for that which is right. Just to say that, oh, such and such goes to my church. 
we're changing the structure of church to basically appease people, appease them in 90 minutes. And if God says this needs more time, they need to go because of what the world says that they need to do. They need to be doing on whatever pace. So basically they're segmenting the time that they have to give to God because they have so much other things that are going on in life that they have to take it, pay attention to. We are basically pushing everything what the world system is, and then we basically have that as a disclosure of why we need to have this part of the service to do this for the people and do that versus doing what God said. Amen. Amen, man. Amen. Good morning. What's up, Nancy? It's Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, now get your groove on. <clears throat> yes, sir. <clears throat> mm, excuse me. No problem. How's everybody doing? Eyes be as well, dear. Eyes be as well. Me too. You on your way in? Yeah, I'm on my way in. Mm-hmm. I'll have a better attitude by the time I get there. Well, one step at a time, dear. That's it. That is it. Yes, sir. How's traffic? Um, there's an accident, but I'm kind of going in a different route that puts me a little bit ahead of the accident. So once I get up here on this end of the expressway, I'll know better. Oh. Yeah. I have uh, some alternative back streets I take and get on the expressway at different areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just going to come over on me. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. Johnny Prince. I took uh, Lisa's advice. Um, yeah, the last couple of days I've been sitting at my desk getting some Charles Stanley in. Uh, he's okay. preaching a series on faith. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa get lucky every now and then and get a little nugget there. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the other day when I was talking to you guys and I was, um, and Lisa was really, really inspiring me, all of you guys are, and I was telling you how I was seeking God. I was doing this, I was doing that, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. So I was talking to a good friend of mine about it. And I uh, was telling her, you know, how inspiring the call was and so on and so on. And I was telling her how I felt like um, I was doing this and doing that and reading and seeking. And so she said, uh, she said, well, in some people's eyes, that would look more like you doing a religious duty. And I said, well, she said, but I don't, I'm not saying that 
towards you, but when you recite stuff like that, it sounds like you're doing a religious duty. And I was like, well, I hope I didn't sound like that on the call because what I was expressing was the fact that I'm doing, like you said, like we all talk about how you feel like you're diligently seeking God but still spinning your wheels. So that was what I was trying to express. I wasn't trying to sound pious, you know. So I just wanted to make that clear because that's not, that wasn't my intent, you know. No, dear, that was not your intent. That is not what happened. Um, you know, many times when we, we, I mean, basically you were opening up, you were being healed, and you were getting direction, and you were getting fed. Now, what happened after that, um, you got attacked by a religious spirit very decept deceptively. That, yeah. That's what that comment was. That was a religious spirit. You know, um, so just, you you know, we all, again, that Satan tries to do different things to lure us back into what, you know, that's where the discernment comes into play. Yeah. He tries different things to pull us back, you know, and that's why you have to have your spirit. And I'm pretty sure if you replay it, that you had some kind of check when she said that, like, you know, just didn't sit right or something. It did it. Yeah. So, you know, it that, did it. Right, and see, that's how you have to learn how to listen to your spirit. And, you know, and again, like you said, okay, because like, like, I know you said something about somebody. For, well, I guess I can't talk to you about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because it's like, okay, um, I don't know what's going on because her and I are, I mean, she's like a real spiritual beacon in my life. So I was like, well, that's not how I meant it. And she's like, no, no, I'm not directing it towards you, but I'm thinking, then why bring it up, you know, but um, I, I said, well, let me, let me talk to my peeps because that's, that's not how I meant it. I meant it like I'm on this prayer line for a reason. You know, we all are to, to uplift each other, to, to be fed, you know, to, to hear perspectives, to hear what God is telling you to tell me or vice versa. You know, I know we all have the capability to hear from God and but sometimes God will send you a word through somebody else. Yep. And uh, the fact that other people have lived and are living some of the mental stuff that I'm dealing with, that's been a big help. Um, I'm not sure. Um, well, I, I, I'll say this. And, and uh, when you were speaking and sharing the, um, about the young lady being uh, um, a, a mentor to you, Yes, Sometimes the people that we deem mentors and teachers, yes, us as us as students surpass them because they stay the same. Gotcha. Yes, and and because of that, sometimes they feel in that manner where they basically feel as if they understand that they're they the the um the um. They understand the relationship and they understand the actual tutelage that they have given you. So yeah. sometimes the criticism is just to basically say, okay, I'm going to knock you down off of this wire, this pedestal that you think you're on, that you think that you can tell me that in which I've taught you. Oh, my God. Yes. 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 Because so, I so – uh, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, because I – I think I had mentioned to Mr. Sam once before, uh, and we all share these things. We 
we hear, I get up in the morning and I may listen to Stephen Furtick. I may, and I've told Sam, I found him like the last two or three months. He's been awesome. I'll listen to TD Jakes. I'll listen to whoever's saying a word that I feel like I need to be, to absorb or whatever, whatever my spirit is telling me. And I'd be so excited about it. So I'd say, oh my God, I was listening to such and such this morning and I was taking notes and, and blah, blah, blah. And it was right on, on point. And then all of a sudden I get, oh, well, I really don't do TV minutes, TV preachers. And I'm like, but you just told me three, you just sent me a link three, four weeks ago to watch something with Tony Evans. So I'm confused, (laughs) you know. Well, my, my encouragement to you is to keep on doing whatever it is that you know that is ministering to you. But I will tell you this, and, and, it's, it's, and it's a statement that we use in ministry a lot, and we, we used to say it on here a lot, which is deep people drown. And sometimes when you need a lifeboat, since you're so deep, you're out there by yourself and nobody can come get you. Yeah. Okay. So if this is something that is ministering to you, whether it be any, because the Bible says that he will use all things, including the foolish things, to confound the wise. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to say something, and I and I and I hope it's in the preface that um that you could understand it. Yes, sir. It was a donkey that God used yes. to tell a soothsayer. Clearly, I'm tired of you beating on my head because there is an angel of death before us slated to kill us if I move any further. Mm-hmm. We would think that that was confusing or crazy. But that's what the Bible said happened, is it not? Yes, it did. It sure did so guess, say that. So guess, so guess what? A donkey was used to tell you that you're not where you are, and clearly you are. So just accept the fact that the donkey is just where it is, and it doesn't want to move any forward. Yes, sir. I like I it. Didn't, yes, I, didn't call, I wasn't calling her a donkey. I know that. I'm just saying, because of the fact that there does not want to be any movement and growth, that's the position that you stand in because you are basically being stubborn to something that is different from what you deem appropriate and right and what you believe. But Mm -hmm. that might not have been the course of action in your journey for God to say that you don't listen to anybody from the television or over the radio, even though you know that she has sent you something from TV, radio, because the Bible also says in Proverbs that even a fool seems wise when he speaks nothing. Mm-hmm. So it would have been better for her just to not say anything at all and disagree with you. And it would seem as if she was still in that place of wisdom for you in your life versus you to realize that it's no longer I'm no longer at the place where I have to drink your milk. I can eat food. Yes. 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 I'm done. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know something else that, um, um, brother, that I've been reading? I got this email from some something. It says, um, hope in the storm 
and it was a thirty day. It's well, it's a thirty day. Um, it's a thirty day prayer task, technically, and each day it challenges you a place in your faith where it talks about worry, anxiety, and fear overtaking you with different situations in your life. And this the journal, well, it's, it's technically like a journal where you're supposed to chart everything, but you don't have to chart. But it was something that came up in my email today while I was listening to, um, to, to earlier this morning. And today, because I had to start over anyway, and it said, when you feel like you're in the storm, and no matter what swirls around you, God promises to be our perfect peace. It says he assures us he's consistently with us, strengthening and supporting us. Pray that God would keep your eyes only focused on him, not on your circumstances surrounding you. Ask him to help you grow in your trust. Believe he is faithful and he will see us through. Mm -hmm. And today said, write down the, in your journal, think of the top five things in your life right now that are causing you to worry, have fear, or anxiety, and give those things to God now in prayer, and ask him to relieve you of your fears and help you remember his truth. Invite the Holy Spirit to become, begin to calm your soul and replace the fear with the words of truth that you just read. Write down the promises from the passages in Mark. Isaiah, and John, and when fear begins to creep in, reread these promises and thank God for his steadfast love. I thought that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Or the fears that people are having, no matter what's going on, like the teachers are having these fears about um, Betsy DeVos. Um, The immigrants are having these fears about the travel ban. Mm -hmm. People who are older are having these fears about the health care system. And it just it just reminds us that I believe this portion of time that has been segmented for this particular presidency is to push the people back to the face of God because we have turned away and allowed things of the world to be fascinating to us versus knowing that God still is God and he sits high and looks low. Yes. Father, we continue to pray for wisdom and peace, Lord. We just thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. Let us be a beacon to someone in the world. Let us be a blessing each and every day to someone, Lord. Use us for what you want to use us for, Lord. Relieve us of ourselves and fill us with thee, Lord. Father God, just just thank you, Jesus, for another day. Thank you, Lord. As I pray. 
In your son Jesus' name, amen. 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 God is doing some things despite my emotions and what God is doing some things. I just got to get out the way. <laughs> we all do, baby girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But what that brother read, I have um, I have dealt with the spirit of fear for a long time. And, um, you know, same with my job. I know it's time for me to leave. I'm, 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 most days I'm barely, I can barely get up and get in there and uh, just a comfort zone. So I just, that that's a good word to stand on. That's a good word to stand on. The fear I I have a, quite a bit since I've been a widow or widow. I've I've had quite a bit of fears I've had to deal with. So that that's that was that was good. Hmm. Mm-mm. All righty. Yeah. Well, anybody else want to pray anything? I'm about three minutes from the building. In this parking deck, it takes six minutes to park and get to the get inside. <laughs> get to my desk. Oh, okay. You guys have a blessed day. All right, Nessa. Thank you. No problem. Bye. Anybody else got anything? Okay, Let me go get the list so we can push it on forward.
Kim, push, go switch, 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 Rocco Sessi, 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 Rocco Sessi,
Lani, Rani, Kosushi, 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 so I got Felicia, new legacy, Lisa, RC, Lonnie, Punch Yellow, Janak, Kanisha, Aiden, Shaw, Russia, go Sisha, 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 Тем Михайлович, Гоптор Бочкара, Хандешке, Брочкара, Гашка, Рашта, Ганде, Хошка, Рашта, Сакра, Маргарит Лоу, Рошка, Сыщик, 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 Erica Church, Rondo Gosushi, 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 Gosaga, Rondo Gosushi, Gosaga, Sakara. Erica's business, Gosushi, Grandishi, Gosushi, Grandaka, Gosgorandi, Groshi, Gosa, Sakara. Erica's Church, Erica's business, my church, I mean, my business. Rondo Gosushi, 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 Gosara, Russia, Sakara. Bussing family, Rambor Sirica, Sendoko Saraga, Rosa Karaka, Sakara. The Jenkins family, Brosio Sirico, Sushi Gosaraga, Sharakada. Brandon Allen, Bush, Grandida Gosadraka, Bush, Grandida Sakara. Belinda, Horandida Gosadida Gosaraga, Horandida Sakara. Donald Trump, Broshka, Dedico, Hora, Derga, Sakara. Angie, Randy, the Gosushi, the Gosushi, the Gosushi, the Gosushi, Gosaga, Sakara. Markel, Rush, Gosushi, the Gosushi, Gosushi, Gosaga, Sakara. Alyssa, Noah, Randy, the Gundi, the Gandi, the Gundi, the Gandi, the Gundi, the Gandi, the Gosaga, Sakara. Stan Washington, Ho, Shikara, Dedico, Boko, Ho, Sharaga, Sakara. Barbara Salter, Randy, the Gosushi, 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 the Gosaga. Rondo Gosushi Gosushi Gosaga Sakara. Lashanda Ha Yamboski Darakode Kahan Rosik Roboska Sakara. Lorenzo Rondi Gosushi 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 Gosaga Sakara. And a gentleman caller Rombo Kosh Karande de Gasa Rokumbosh Karande de Gosaka Ronkosesh Sakara. And everybody else on the list Yushu Gosushi 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 Gosaka. Rush go say she go say she go say she go saga sakara. The crack house buskia muskia hadi sakara. The luminari yo kodi kira da kumbuska deka ha sakara. Bell worship yan de da kumbuska de da kadi kira da kumbuska de da kadi kira da kumbuska. And the satanic after school program bo yarandi ke se ke he shanrani de kosa. Did I get it back on all the list?
Run to the ghost station, 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 the ghost Congregation churches, prisoners, and missionaries, unsaved, pick and choose, pick and choose, pick and choose. Don't everybody jump out of all at once now. All right. Cease and hospice. Yet to go on by Shido Gosadaka, Brushkorido Sandraka, Brushkorasaraka, Sakra. Congregation Church Randana Shidago San Randago Saraka Randago Sishidago Sishidaraka Sakara Unsay Vushkara Shishidago Sishidago Sishidago Saraka Vushkara Dishidago Sishidago Saraka Vushkara Siraka Sakara Abuse and Addiction Horabushkara and Didigo Sishidago Saraka Horabushkara Didigo Sishidago Saraka Horabushkara Saraka Sakara Abuse and Addiction Unsay Prisoners and missionaries. Yada Congregation churches. Prisoners and missionaries. Congregation church. Unsaved. Sick and shut in. Deceased in hospital. Abuse and addiction. Pressure diminishes in the families. Walking in the realm of the supernatural, Rambrashi to go Randa Kosa, Ambrashi to Sarga Sakra. Peace is the past all understanding, Yandar Gandhi 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 Gosaga Sakra. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Hush, kosish, kosish, sakra. Grace, mercy, and favor. Rumbo, sakra. Okay, grace, mercy, and favor. Peace is past all understand knowledge, wisdom, understand growth in our gifts and in our fruits. Rush, go, sish, go, sish, go, sish, go, sarga. Rush, go, sish, go, sish, go, sish, go, sarga. Rush, go, sish, go, sish, go, sarga. Sakara. Growth in our gifts and our fruits. Knowledge, wisdom, understand peace is past all understanding. Grace, mercy, and favor. Um, grace, mercy, and favor, peace, pass on, and knowledge, what I'm standing. Okay. Go from that, get enough fruits. Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds. Shish, go around, did a shit, go, set a gun, da. Push, go, sit, shit, go, sit, shit, go, set a gun, set a gun, set a gun, set a
Nuna Bayu, Roshiko Sushiko 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 Supernatural superhuman strength ability gets and talents on a synergistic and increasing basis. Financial breakthroughs and turnarounds. Hell feeling and restoration. Supernatural superhuman strength for Russia, Sushiko, Sushiko, Sarga, Wishko, Sarga, Sakura. Got financial breakthroughs and turnouts. Okay, that might be about it. No, not mine. Go for my gifts and my fruits. Discernment. Now, okay, I guess that's it. Eyes are going to say that's it, peoples. That means it's time for me to send out my text All right. Uh. Okay. Time to send out some texts. This is time to send out some texts. Uh. All right. And he's back. No, I've been here. Oh. Okay. And he's here. <laughs> I know I got issues. But that ain't nothing that's new, so. Alright. Oh, it was my phone and music. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy.
was holding nothing. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh-huh. Happy, happy, joy, joy. I know y'all love my little theme song, don't you? <clears throat> What's going to happen is one day when you get hit a certain point, you're just going to come out your mouth. Happy, happy, joy, joy. And you're just going to stop. That doggone sound. Watch, 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 watch. What's going to happen? And then it's going to get stuck in your head. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh-huh. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh-huh. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Uh-huh. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Oh, okay. All right. I just got a little carry away, huh? Rumba shit is called Randy shit is called Bosca Randy to go say she 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 to go say he who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. <laughs> I got to read that one again because it just touched me a little bit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Mm. Yeah. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. 12, 24, and 25. He subsequently gives an explanation with these words, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. John 12 records the most prosperous moment in our Lord's life. Lazarus had been raised from the dead, and many Jews believed in him. Triumphantly, he entered in Jerusalem and was acclaimed by the populace. Even Gentiles sought to see him. From the human viewpoint, Calvary would now seem to be quite unnecessary. For he could, for could he not easily attract all men to himself without going to the cross? But he knew better. Although his work appeared to be prosperous, he realized he could not grant life to men without his going to death. Calvary was the only way of salvation. If he died, he would draw all men to himself and could indeed give life to all. In John 12, the Lord explicitly describes the operation of the cross. He compares himself to a grain of wheat. If it does not fall into the earth and and die, it remains alone. But if he does and cruci- but if he be crucified and die, he shall impart life to many. The one condition is death. No death, no fruit. No other way is there to bear fruit than through death. Mm. Yeah, I know y'all don't want to hear that one again. Our purpose, however, is not simply to learn about the Lord Jesus. We wish beyond this to draw particular attention to his relationship to our soul life. The Lord applies a grain of wheat to himself in verse 24. But in verse 25, he implies that everyone as his disciples must follow in his footsteps. He pictures the grain as representing their self-life. Just as a grain is unable to bear fruit unless it dies, so there can be no spiritual fruit until the natural life has been broken through death. Here he emphasizes the matter of fruitfulness. While the soul life does possess tremendous power, it nevertheless can fulfill the work of fruit bearing. All the energies generated in the soul, including talent, gift, knowledge, and wisdom, cannot enable believers to bear spiritual fruit. If the Lord Jesus must die to bear fruit, so also must his disciples die in order to produce fruit. 
The Lord regards soulish power as of no help to God in his work of fruitfulness, of fruit bearing. The greatest peril for us in Christian service is to lean upon ourselves and to draw upon our soul power, upon our talent, gift, knowledge, magnetism, eloquence, or cleverness. I'll read that again. The greatest peril for us in Christian service is to lean upon ourselves and to draw upon our soul power, upon our talent, gift, knowledge, magnetism, eloquence, or cleverness. The experience of countless spiritual believers confirms that unless our soulfulness die, our soulishness is definitely delivered to death and is life at all times inhibited from operating, it will be most active in service. If this is true of them, then how can those who are un unwilling to yield up or unwatchful and denying the soul life prevent the intrusion of that life? Everything pertaining to our natural life must be handed over to its death so that in no sense may we depend upon any bit of it, but be willing instead to be led through death's darkness and no support. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Everything pertaining to our natural life must be handed over to death, so that in no sense may we depend upon any of it, but be willing instead to be led through death's darkness of no support, no sensation, no sight, no understanding, and silently trust God himself to work until we emerge on the other side of resurrection to possess a more glorious life. Ooh, Jesus. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. I got one more time. Mm, mm, mm. Everything pertaining to our natural life must be handed over to death so that in no sense may we depend upon any of it but be willing instead to be led through death's darkness of no support, no sensation, no sight, no understanding, and silently trust God himself to work until we emerge on the other side of resurrection to possess a more glorious life. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Our soul is not annihilated. Rather, by passing through death, it affords God an opportunity to communicate his life to us. Not to lose the soul life in death should mean great loss for the believer, but in losing it, he will save it for eternity. Do not misunderstand this verse as signifying the inactivity of our mind and talent. The Lord clearly asserts that in losing our soul life, we will keep it unto eternal life, just as a sinful body might be destroyed. It does not mean the destruction of the hands, feet, ears, eyes, and human body. So, too, the committal of the soul life to death must not be construed as connoting the negation or destruction of any of its functions. Even though the body of sin is, uh, has been destroyed, we still yield our members to God as instruments of righteousness, Romans 6 and 13. Just so, when natural life is sacrificed to death, whoo, we shall find renewal, revival, restraint of the Holy Spirit in all the faculties of our soul. It cannot therefore imply that henceforth we become wood and stone without feeling, thought, or will, because we must not or cannot use any parts of the soul. 
every part of the body as well as every organ of the soul still exists and is meant to be fully engaged. Only now they are being renewed, revived, and restrained by the Holy Spirit. The point at issue is whether the soul's faculties are to be regulated by our natural life or by the supernatural life which indwells our spirit. These faculties remain as usual. What is unusual now is that the power which formerly activated them has been, has been put to death. The Holy Spirit has made God's supernatural power to life. Let us amplify the subject a little bit more. The various organs of our soul continue after the natural life has been relinquished in death. To nail the soul life to the cross does not at all imply that thereafter we should be completely lacking in our thought, emotion, and will. We distinctly read in the Bible of God's thought, intent, desire, satisfaction, love, and joy. Moreover, the scriptures often quote that our Lord Jesus loved, rejoiced, was sorrowful. It's even recorded that Jesus wept, that he offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears in Gethsemane's garden. Were his soul's faculty annihilated, and do we become cold and dead persons? Man's soul is man's own self. It is where one personality resides and whence it is expressed. If the soul... The soul does not accept power from the spirit life, then it withdraws power for living from its natural solical life. The soul as a composite of organs continues, but the soul as a life principle must be denied. The power must be consigned to death so that the power of the Holy Spirit alone may operate all of the parts of the soul without interference from the natural life. Herein do we see resurrection life. Without the supernatural life of God, there can be no resurrection after death. Lord Jesus could go through death and yet be raised because resident in him is God's uncreated life. This life cannot be destroyed. It instead will always emerge into the fullness and glory of resurrection. Jesus poured out his soul to death and committed a spirit in which, God was, in which was God's life back into the hands of God. His death set him free from a soul life and released God's spiritual life into greater splendor. It is difficult indeed to understand why God, upon transmitting his life to us, then requires us to experience co-death for Christ so that his life may be resurrected in us. This is nonetheless God's law of life. And once possessing God's life, we are then empowered to periodically go through death and to continue to come out alive. By continuously losing our soul life in death, we may continuously gain more abundantly and gloriously of God's life and resurrection. God's aim is to take our soul life through death in company with his own life in us. Whenever his life in us is resurrected in our daily experience, our soul also is raised with him and produces fruit to eternity. This is one of the most profound lessons in spiritual life. The Holy Spirit alone can unfold to us the necessity of death as well as that of resurrection. May the spirit of revelation make us understand how much our spiritual experience shall suffer if we do not hate our natural life and deliver it to death. Only when our soul, accompanied by God's indwelling life, passes through death and resurrection can we bear spiritual fruit and keep it for life eternal. Woo, boy. Mm. Okay, here we go. In the Gospel of John, the Lord Jesus touches upon soul life once more. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world 
will keep it for eternal life. That's 12 and 24 and 25 in the Gospel of John. He subsequently gives an explanation with these words. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. John 12 records the most prosperous moment in our Lord's life. Lazarus had been raised from the dead, and many Jews believed in him. Triumphantly, he entered in Jerusalem and was acclaimed by the populace. Even Gentiles sought to see him. From the human viewpoint, cavalry would now seem to be quite unnecessary. For he could not eat, for could he not easily attract all men to himself without going to the cross? But he knew better. Although his work appeared to be prosperous, he realized he could not grant life to men without his going to death. Calvary was the only way of salvation. If he died, he would draw all men to himself and could indeed give life to all. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. I laughed at that because I, I, I always say in my head, I try to keep it in my mouth. Oh, this crap get on my nerves. I'm tired of this crap. I, I couldn't do nothing but Are laugh. You, I mean, is he telling you to keep on reading that same scripture? <laughs> Why, is it pricking you a little bit, bro? <laughs> no, it's just it's just plucking me. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, why do you keep on reading that same doggone scripture, Jesus? So that it can do the work that it need to do? <laughs> I don't need it to do that, okay? I'm good. And that's the exact reason why you need it, because you say, I don't need it. Oh. reason that you need it. <laughs> you you are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move ahead a little bit, all right, bro? Please. <laughs> just, just lightly. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Wow. He can't even concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Now we know that's it. You know, I'm I'm going to be nice for the moment. How about that? All right? I'm, I'm going to keep reading. Mm-hmm. You don't know. If, if that's what he said, go ahead and do it. But I'm just saying, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me go change phone. This one, I'm getting ready to, getting ready to stop. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Oh. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Yep, 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 yep. All right, you. Okay. In John 12, the Lord explicitly describes the operation of the cross. He compares himself to a grain of wheat. If it does not fall into the earth and die, it remains alone. But if he is crucified and die, he should impart life to many. The one condition is death. No death, no fruit. 
No other way is there to bear fruit but through death. We all want to bear some kind of fruit in our life. Even when you go to work, your fruit is getting a check. But what God is saying, fruit, the spiritual fruit, you have to die. And just that whole word death makes people, it's like I said, and it's like a, a, it just like stops. We don't want to die, but we want to be, we want to be prosperous. I, and it's funny because even, you know, I'm, you know, people always ask me for work. And, you know, and me and other, many other contractors, we laugh. So, yeah, they, they, they don't really want to work. They just want some money. See, we want the payoff. But we don't want to put what's involved in order to receive it. So just like they ask me, man, let me work for you, man. Let me, yeah, yeah, okay. Really, I, you know, you just want some money. Cause see, you're gonna come on the job. You ain't gonna do this. You're gonna, and, and, and it's not really worth my time, energy. Been there, done that. Not saying I won't hire anybody like that. But I've understood most of the time that's what happens. And it's the same thing that Jesus is saying. In order for you to bear fruit in my kingdom, now remember, understand that we're talking spirit, soul, and body. Spiritually bearing fruit, God says in his laws that you must die. You must die to yourself, your will, your emotions, your ways, your understanding. All that must die, and you must be raised up in me. And through that process, after you have now come up, then you begin to bear fruit. Our purpose, however, is not simply to learn about the Lord Jesus. We wish beyond this to draw particular attention to its relationship to our soul life. The Lord applies the grain of wheat to himself in verse 24, but in verse 25 he implies that every one of his disciples must follow in his footsteps. He pictures the grain as representing death self-life. Just as a grain is unable to bear fruit unless it dies, so there can be no spiritual fruit until the natural life has been broken through death. Okay. So first Jesus was talking about him, self. But then, oh, don't don't think y'all don't get it twisted because y'all got to go through this process too. Don't don't get it twisted. You know, you following me around and you reading, you learn about me. But for you to really rise up to do what what the, what you've been training, you're gonna have to go through the same very process. That I'm going through. Hmm. Okay, so so folks, so, so so we got to do more than just go through theory. We also got to go through application. Because you do not understand it until you go through the application process. Other than that, it's bulk sense. It sounds good. It feels good. Uh-huh. But when you go through it, then it's like, oh, that's the that's the purpose. Here he emphasizes the matter of fruitfulness. While the soul life does possess possess tremendous power, it nevertheless cannot fulfill the work of fruit bearing. All the energies generated in the soul, including talent, gift, knowledge, wisdom, cannot enable believers to bear spiritual fruit. If the Lord Jesus must die to bear fruit, so also must his disciples die in order to produce fruit. The Lord regards soulish power as of no help to God in his work of fruit bearing. Soulish power is classified as flesh as far as God is concerned, and no flesh is going to glory in his presence. Our talents, our gifts, our skill, all of that, all those things, again, understanding he is giving you these things 
But understanding the way that he desires you to use them is to be under subjection to the spirit. So if it's not under subjection to the spirit, meaning being led by the spirit, and you're going out here doing all these great and wonderful things, and you're doing it for the kingdom of God, in your understanding, when it comes to eternal purposes, it's going to burn up. Because he said, I didn't tell you to do that. The greatest peril for us in Christian service is to lean upon ourselves and to draw upon our soul power, upon our talent, gift, knowledge, magnetism, eloquence, or cleverness. The experience of countless spiritual believers confirms that unless our soulishness is definitely delivered to death and is life at all times inhibited from operating, it will be most active in service. Let me. I'm gonna read that about three or four times just for Mark. <laughs> the experience of countless spiritual believers confirms. In other words, it's not one or two. Not one or two. Countless spiritual believers confirms that unless our soulishness is definitely delivered to death. And its life, our soulishness life, remember, it has its own nature. It has its own desires. Its life, at all times, soulishness delivered to death, and its life at all times inhibited from operating, it will be most active in service. In other words, I'm going to get involved. Talking about your soul, I had a conversation um, about a week or so ago, with an individual, and I, I could, I felt myself at times. I, I had to constantly check myself to keep me from going into myself. And, and I saw that, and it was later, later when I replayed it in my mind, I'm like, ooh, I saw myself not trying to be pulled and trying to prove a point or to see this not to constantly check myself. Know what is it that God's trying to say, not what I want to say. So I, I I saw that that whole situation going as it was going on inside of me. So yeah, at all times you have to be conscious because your soul life at any time. When you're trying to make a point, when you're trying to get people to see this, when no, it ain't like that. That's your soul. That you really is. When your feelings get hurt, that's your soul. Your emotions. And again, it's progressive revelation. God's got to grow you up, and as we talked about yesterday, a lot of things we do not see until the Holy Spirit reveals it to us, and then you can go, oh, I didn't know. And he says, I know you didn't know. That's why I am showing this to you now, so now we can work on this together. Because, see, he needs you to cooperate with him. He needs you to first see this, then to go to a point where you really will accept that you know what, this is not of God, and I can't do this, and I need your help, Holy Spirit, help. Then he'll work with you. But if you say, oh, yeah, I see that, I got it, okay, there we go, which which a lot of us do. Oh, I, I, yeah, I understand exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. But not to expound on the, the fact of you, the death, and, and you, what you're saying is exactly the issue. It is, it is, it, it, okay. It's comparative to a physical death because there are some things that we naturally are mm. that we have to subject to the yeah. spirit of God. 
Lord. These are things that we are naturally born leaders. That we we know things. We we we've been educated, and but but still we have to show some um some self restraint and mm. some some re- and, and some humility to say that God, even though I understand this, for me to go through the process, I'm still gonna have to feel some heat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that still comes to the place of it not necessarily being a death but it comes from that place of having to sacrifice for the greater good and understanding, hey, it's not about me. It's about something about it, somebody else. Mm, mm, mm. So it it, it really is about the fact of us taking taking it to the chin sometimes if we want to. Body blow. Serious. Right, it's it's some some sort, and and then it's it's more of an issue for us because we claim to be believers. Mm. So because we say that we are believers, it 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 encapsulates us to basically here is the opportunity for you to live what you sang about. <laughs> now what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> yeah You still there? Oh, I'm here. I, I, I'm here. <laughs> you said I, I, you just got to the point like I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it, it's really um, it's 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 really it's funny because um, where I am right now, it's funny because over the time. We kind of talked about these over the years, and now, I mean, I don't think that people know right now at this point, but just some of the things that I said that I would never do, <laughs> I'm doing right now. <laughs> I can remember last year, two years ago, and I'm glad Felicia and Cynthia are not here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad because I can remember when I said, Ain't no way in hell, and I said it, that I would be preaching again. <laughs> he has a way of making us eat words, so I had to die. <laughs> and, um, like, as of, this is going on three months now, I have been pastoring, and I did not necessarily want to do that. But... He has his own way of doing things. Oh, yeah. That makes us look at him like, where does this come from? I, I don't understand what this means. But he does. And, it, and it's just amazing to just see it as just that. Like, well, God, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. He 
he has a way of doing his own things, and it's just, he says it's marvelous in his sight, but sometimes I wonder. Well, it's in his sight that is my, and it's in ours. <laughs> That's the key, he said it's marvelous in his sight. He's like, yeah. They thought they was running. Watch this. They, I mean, like him and Jesus and Holy Spirit be like, okay, watch this, watch this, watch this. And we, you got them. They, they, look at all they said and watch it. We go, yep, told you, told you, got them. <laughs> I know they'd be up there laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, you know, I don't, I don't see the humor in that. Oh, no. Again, it's his sight, not ours. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was saying I don't see the humor in that, but okay. You're talking about right, 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 right. He didn't say we would laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mm, yeah, that's yeah. funny. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's real. That's real cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel you. I, mm, yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. And I, I said this the other day. I was, and I told somebody, I was um, just somewhere in um, the neighborhood driving. I was going to the post office or something. And then I just, something happened. I can't remember specifically. And then the Lord I said, oh, yeah, this is happening. And the Lord reminded me, oh, yeah, remember when you used to pray about that and confess this? And I, he'd have me praying over different things, people that said, no, the, and whatever was triggered because I saw the manifestation of it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Lord, I remember you had me praying about this because a lot of different things he had me confessing years ago. Then I stopped, and I started getting an understanding of a lot of things that's going on in my life now that he had me confessing years ago just out of obedience. And it's like, oh, oh. Because Nate told me, me, me and Nate was talking one day and something. I said, Nate, I didn't ask for this. He said, oh, yes, you did. I said, well, maybe when I was here, but I, I, I didn't ask for this. But when the Lord reminded me, I remember I had you confessing this and doing the scripture and doing all these things, I didn't, yeah, and I didn't want to talk no more. Things was brought back to your remembrance. Oh yeah, he 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 yeah you right. and it's marvelous in his sight. <laughs> okay. And I just uh, yeah okay like, okay uh huh. Because guess what when you when you, when you first had it that come out your mind and you didn't totally understand it at that point you put his hand on you even have you and said well let us take a walk. Right there, yeah, that's about how I go. Now, yeah, come on, son, yeah, mm-hmm, come on. But you know what? I, I have to, I have to disagree with you on that, and it only because of this one thing. Mm. Half of the stuff, I knew what I was telling him, what I wasn't gonna do, and we didn't want to do it, and I ended up doing it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's not even about the fact of us like, okay, well, we, we Jesus, we're not gonna do this. Some of this stuff is just like, okay. But That's you know fine. something? Here goes the thing. At that point, he did deny you of your self-will because he already knew about your ignorance that you wasn't uh, that you wasn't that you wasn't aware of. Mm. So with him letting you go ahead with your free will, and that's why I said they just mm. put a little bit more pressure with that hand being on you because you're still covered by grace and mercy. Mm. But then he lets you go ahead and walk within yourself. Mm. So that way, when it came back to you again, now you got a better understanding. Mm. And so well, you have to understand. See, I don't want it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you didn't want it, but he wanted you to. 
I, I get all that, and I'm cool with it now, but I did not want it. Okay, but that's how all of us felt at the, in the beginning. Because we didn't have a better, we didn't have an understanding of what he was wanting us to do. Because mm. we were too much caught up in, we were too full of ourselves. Mm. Well, it's funny because it's, uh, it's people who I come across, and some people I know, some people I don't know, and and I have I get into this habit for where I start laughing to myself. If somebody mistreats me, all that I can do is just um, chuckle a little bit and we got to cross paths again. No, not to cross paths. Well, here goes the thing. You know, if you get somebody that, and they may be into a realm of what we just talked about, they're so full of stuff that they didn't understand or see their, their better potential if they treated things in a, in a different manner. And then they have to, chances are you see that person come across your path again. And also, chances are they have a better understanding now, and then now they'll treat you better. But do you think that that's the chastisement of the fact of him, him making them respectfully and responsibly treat his children in a different fashion? Well, look at it like this. A lot of times we wind up saying stuff, and we know it's hurtful. I mean, we know that it's um, harmful and hurtful. But at the time when the words came out of our mouth, it, it made our body feel so good. <laughs> and it might have been through the thing of somebody else doing it to us, to just letting out some old things from something that you thought you had let go and you did, and it just rolls back up again. But when you got away from that person, chances are now you're um, conscious, you're you're conflicted with your conscience because it's like you know I didn't have to treat it like that. Well, you know, see, so, see, I, 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 I'm not, and, and again, I am far from perfect, but because I'm ever. so, I, because I'm so honoring. I try not to do and say things that I know that I have to apologize for because me apologizing is it's always been an issue for me. I don't know why. <laughs> and I guess it's a pride issue. I know I can't guess it's a pride issue. It is a pride issue. It's just never been one of my strong suits for me to apologize because of the fact that I'm knowingly doing something that I know hurt you, so therefore, for me, it's just like, well, what's, what, what, why, why did you do it? If you know you wasn't supposed to do it from the beginning, why you do it? Okay, now put it like this. Now, so you say you come across somebody that just has the same thought pattern you just talked about, and they did it to you. Okay. Okay, and chances are you're gonna be like, well, you know, I seen a little bit of myself in there. But I mean, I would have been thoughtful enough, first off, not to do it at all. But you haven't always been like that, right? You know, actually, I, I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I would have told myself, and you know, for some of the, the stuff you did, you deserved that one. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. <laughs> good, I, good I, answer, I, good answer. Sam, <laughs> you know, one thing, I've always been the one one kid that will say, you know what? I know I deserve this whooping. Maybe not for what I did because I didn't do this one, 
but for all the stuff that I did do and I got away with. Right, right. Hey, ready. You sound like you sound like those parents that hit the heck, hit um, they crash the heck out the kid, and they say, "What you hit that for?" Well, you, you, you both know you gonna do something for the day is over with, so that's what your pee lead. So, so it's it's oh for me, it's just like I know. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you you deserve that one, because look look at the things that he has basically spared you from. That you're just complaining about this one thing that you just basically didn't want to do. Come on now, you know you you we we all know that we have done some stuff that literally Jesus can say, you know what? I'm going to save you from this one. Oh, but you're gonna get this one. Oh, okay. And then on and then on top of that, we have always been those. I mean, I know for me, like I I have always been those those kids that. And then been broadcasted the fact that, well, yeah, I didn't get in trouble when I did this. So you have to think about when you do do it and when you do get in trouble, it's just like what you upset for now because you know that you had all those opportunities to be thankful that he didn't allow that thing to happen to you. But now that it did, you are basically mad. You can't be mad because you did it. You can't get mad because it was your choice to do the contrary, and you didn't. So now all of a sudden you want to get mad? No, you can't get mad. You were dead wrong when you did it, and now you're trying to get a um, get out of hell free card. No, not this time. So here's your here's your punishment. Right. And see, for you, you're declaring that you're becoming more aware, but you got some people out there. The saran wrap is tight. She said the saran wrap is tight, too. And um, they're still steadily pointing fingers at everybody else, but they would not try to take time to see what part they played in it outside of their putting themselves over in the victim box. Now, when they loosen up on their saran wrap, see, that circulation can flow. And they can see a little clearer. But until then... They're going to be stuck into self-denial, pity, and accusing everybody else. <coughs> but, but but don't we have to, in order to, for us as leaders to reach people, okay. we have to be the first ones to basically understand and, 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 and not just not just understand, but we have to be the first ones that take ourselves to the cross because when we act like we're not there, that's when the things that we have done in the past come up and haunt us. Exactly. But see, we can't control others' free will. No, 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 no. I'm not speaking of others' free will. I'm talking about our own, where we basically have to say, hey, (coughs) I haven't always done this, and I haven't always been right, and I haven't always done. So that's what I'm saying. That's where the transparency from us comes in to basically say, hey, this is how I got over, and this is how right. you can get over, and I'm not going to act like I've already always been here this whole time, like I had never been through nothing. Oh, well, see, the thing <coughs> is this, and that's when you come in with your testimonies of telling of what you've been through. But you know, I don't necessarily think that, excuse me, I don't necessarily, that's what I was saying, that I don't think that some, 
some leaders have got to the place of being transparent to the point where that people can see that they are human. Okay, now, it's down to the point, and you use the word leader. Uh-huh. You have weak leaders. You have mediocre leaders. You have strong leaders. And nine times out of ten, your strong leaders will go ahead and reveal themselves and will, um, bear, you know, bear all. See to know about them, and also to see the and also see the um, comparison of where they were and where they are now. Okay. You have some that's up there, you know, just like a wolf in sheep's clothing. They'll give you the appearance. Now, what's going on on the other hand, you won't hear it out their mouth, but you may hear it out the mouths of others. That, that's exactly what I was saying. <coughs> Excuse me. But, you know, at that time, and, you know, a lot of times you hear on this prayer line, say, I may be talking, I may be talking, and we're talking about for what we have experienced and what it left on us after the, uh, you know, after, after, after the billows of smoke had passed through. Right. But, you know, being a strong leader, you can sit up here and talk yourself blue in the face of what all you've been through. And you still may have somebody in front of you feeling, well, I don't feel like that. That's you. It ain't me. And rah, 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 rah. Okay, well, you know, hey, put this back in your little memory box because you will be, you'll be coming back to it in a little while. And I think that that's what um, the young lady was talking about earlier today when she was talking about her sharing with um, with one of her, at that point, one of her, um, I want to say one of her um, mentors in a sense, but she was talking about that. <coughs> she was sharing, and then the lady told her something otherwise. Yeah, because um, I came across a lady, she was, um, and I didn't know her, but she got up and she testified and stuff of where she's been and what she's trying to do and all of that. And it was another lady who came in that, <laughs> the funny part about it, the second woman that came in, she grew up in the same uh, public house and there's the first lady. So the second lady didn't hear the testimonies of the first lady, but when she came into our Bible study, and while we were talking, she got up and then tried to play, oh, well, you all think y'all better than everybody else cause. And she got up and she ran it and raved. And uh, and then we just looked at her. So the lady who had grew up in the same housing development, she was getting ready to talk. And she was like, oh, you can't tell me how my life is. You never lived over in such and such. You never lived in such and such. So we let her talk. And when she got finished, we was like, well, you know, we understand. We are, we, are, we understand where you're coming from. I said, but see, here go a person here that understands even better than us. Because she did grow up and live where you live. And this is the lady that was trying to talk to you. But you were so busy into self that it didn't let you stop to listen. No, it wasn't. 
And she looked at the lady. She said, oh, the way she's dressed, she never had to do this. She ne- You won't get to know until you take time to sit down and talk to a person or what, or what they've been through. Right. And that just may be your guardian angel to help you into, into something better, to help lift you up out of that. Yeah, that's true. But if we're so busy running our mouths and cutting people to the quick with our words and over talking them, how's anything ever gonna get through that 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 um that hard shell and that nut in order for it to grow and flourish? Yeah, that's true. So just like planting the seed in the ground, you gotta give it water. You gotta have it in that dark place. You got to let the nutrients in the dirt and the <coughs> little extra added um, growth food to help to soften up that hard shell in order to get in and to get it to germinate. And from there, it can open up and it can grab in more nutrients from the soil because see now then those nutrients can get in there and really work with it. Okay, so now this little seed has grown into something else. But guess what? Now it's planting roots. And now it's searching now now it's really searching for the light. Right. And there's and there's the vitamin D and all the other nutrients from the sun. Okay, now it can get stronger and grow because now all of this stuff that you've been putting on is really working with it. It's making it stronger. Okay, the insides are good, you know, chances are it can go ahead and when it gets mature enough, it can stop bearing good fruit. Right. But see, now it's got other elements around it. Weeds, um, the different um, weather conditions, uh, to get a wayward kid to just like to smash um, new flowers, um, also, with the animals coming over, oh, look, a nice little healthy plant, and it's got all that juicy water in it. Okay, go over there and nibble it down. I mean, so even after you get past that hard crack of a shell or even that tight saran wrap, it's still some other things you got to go through in order to show how strong you are. Time is critical. I'm good. <laughs> All right. It says the greatest peril for us Christians, for us in Christian service, is to lean upon ourselves and to draw upon our soul life, upon our talent, gift, knowledge, magnetism eloquence, or cleverness. The experience of countless spiritual believers confirms that unless our soulishness is definitely delivered to death and its life at all times inhibited from operating, it will be most active in service. If this is true of them, then how can those who are unwilling to yield up or unwatchful in denying the soul life prevent the intrusion of that life? Everything pertaining to our natural life must be handed over to death, so that in no sense may we depend upon any of it, but be willing instead to be led through death's darkness of no support. 
no sensation, no sight, no understanding, and silently trust God himself to work until we emerge on the other side of resurrection to possess a more glorious life. I'm going to read that part again. Everything pertaining to our natural life must be handed over to death so that in no sense may we depend upon any of it, but be willing instead to be led through death's darkness of no support, no sensation, no sight, no understanding, and silently trust God himself to work until we emerge on the other side of resurrection to possess a more glorious life. And last time, just for Mark's sake. <laughs> everything, that means everything. Pertaining to our natural life must be handed over to death. So that in no sense may we depend upon any of it. This is the process that God uses to train us, to get us, to get out, out of ourselves. We got to hand over everything, nothing left behind. So no sense may we depend upon any of it, but be willing instead. Willing, that's the whole thing. That is so key. That is that that willingness, that openness, that Lord, okay, I'm gonna. I, it doesn't matter where you are. Are you willing to try? Are you willing to come take that first step? That's what He's doing. Be willing to instead to be led through death's darkness, to be led through death's darkness. Yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. To be led by the Holy Spirit, and, and, and it's like you're going in a, you know, you ever walk walking with somebody, and you come into a dark area, and you'll grab their hand tighter because, oh, what's going on? And it's like your senses and your awareness go out because you're scared or whatever. And especially when when you look to them to be your strength, you know, and you'll draw to them or you'll grab their arm tighter. That's what you need to do upon the Holy Spirit. When you're there like, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I don't like this. This is scary. But, Lord, you're leading me down this pathway. You're leading me down this this, this avenue, this this valley, this whatever it is that I'm walking through. Lord, you're leading me. I'm trusting you, Holy Spirit. Death's darkness of no support. No sensation, no sight. Now, as I'm saying this, I want you to envision. Because at some point, maybe not all of these, or maybe not all of these at the same time, but at some point, somewhere along your journey, this is how you feel. I don't know what's going on, Lord. Lord, you got me doing this stuff, but I don't see what the purpose of it is. Really, Lord, you're going to get out here and just abandon me? Lord, I, I'm struggling even to see what, what what this is all about. Come on now. Lord, I'm here, but I'm not hearing from you. Lord, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm broke. I'm tired. Come on now. You, are, are you grasping hold to any of this right now? 
somewhere along the way in your journey, you are relating to at least one of these things. Why would God lead me this way? Why would he do this? I've been trusting him, and all of a sudden, it's like, like you said, it's like you grabbing hold of his hand as you walk through this dark area, and it's like something takes your attention, and you turn back and go, like, where'd he go? That's how you feel. I, 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 where'd he go? Imagine you walk and you got his arm because first you were holding hands, but when you came in this dark air, you grabbed his arm and you're holding his arm tight and you're walking and then you heard something. You go, what's that? And you turn your head to look and when you look back, it's like, well, where, 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 the, where the Holy Spirit go? That's where God's taking you. Because see, it's the, those times when you got to get up out your feelings, what you see, what, oh, my God, come on now. God's got to get you to a point that you don't feel him, you don't see him, you don't understand him, but you still trust him. Because, see, as you walk in and, and you got distracted and you turn back, where he go? You don't see him, but what needs to come to you? But he said in his word that he would never leave nor forsake me. Come on now. God said that in his word, so I might not feel his arm around me right now, but I know that he's not a man, and he would not lie, and that his word is true. And I can even go back and remind him, Lord, you said in your word you would never leave nor forsake me. So though I don't see you, I don't understand you, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but Lord, I got to trust in what you're doing and that you're doing it for my good and you will not lead me along this pathway to forsake me, to abandon, to hurt me. And I got to walk this thing out in spite of it. So now I'm going to have to dig a little deeper. I'm going to have to deny myself some more because, see, now that I'm in this cold, dark, abandoned place, I can't even see what's in front of me, nor do I even know why I'm here. But I know the only way for me to emerge on the other side, what do you say, emerge out through resurrection, is I got to connect with you in such a way, in such a level, and walk and move and yield and flow. See, that's what he's doing in your life. That's what he's getting you out of yourself, making you become into subjection to the Holy Spirit as, you, as your, your emotions, your soul, your flesh begins to die. So I'm going to read this, this one last time, but I want you to grasp, I want you to replay in your spirit as well as in your soul everything that I just uttered out of my mouth. So now you can position yourself as you're walking your own walk, your own journey. Everything pertaining to our natural life must be handed over to death so that in no sense we may depend on any of it, but be willing instead to be led through death's darkness of no support, no sensation, no sight, no understanding, and silently trust God himself to work until we emerge on the other side of resurrection to possess a more glorious life. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. 
Our soul is not annihilated, rather. By passing through death, it affords God an opportunity to communicate his life into us. Mm. By passing through death, it affords God an opportunity to communicate his life in us. You know why? Because we're paying attention like we ain't never paid attention before. You know why? Because our life depends on it. When you when you when you really got something to lose, you fight a hell of a lot harder than you when you just oh well, I got options. Woo! Come on now, I'm about to really cut somebody now. The reason why is because you feel as if everything that you've had that you've done thus far is to no avail because you don't have anything else in your loop. Say it one more time. You just said. Like when it's at the place of the end where you feel as if there's like there's nothing for you, to, there's no way for you to get out of this. It's just basically like I, you, y'all know I work in hospice, <clears throat> so I tell people all the time, just because you are here, doesn't mean that you're going to die in agreement. <clears throat> and what are they? What are, and they look at me like I'm crazy. And I said, well, the people in this situation in hospice. There's five stages of grief, technically six. Acceptance is the last stage. Mm. That doesn't mean that you're going to die in acceptance. Oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. Mm. You can die arguing and basically Mm. fighting God. Mm. You can transition with basically bargaining. Mm. You can transition with the understanding that this has been unto death, but you had so many other things that you could have done and, and, and so many other ways that you could have said things, and then you try to recant and, and go back over your life and you get these things right. But there, you're not going to basically get to the base. You're not going to get to the step of acceptance every time, not just with death, but with anything. And it don't come out. Woo, Jesus. Mm. Woo. Why? Because... I have, and, and again, I have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance with a, a, a lot of other things that are going on in my life. Less known, I have to give something else unto the Father and then give of myself and then die to get something back? What about all the stuff that I've died to that I didn't get back, that I'm trying to get back, that I desire to get back, but I'm still laying in wait? It's like I'm on I'm on, on, on the on the, on the tarmac and they're saying, Well, you're gonna take off in a minute. How long am I gonna be in standby, Jesus? How long am I going to be in this space of just being on the tarmac and my plane ain't moving? How long am I gonna be here? Because when we sit there and understand that we're in a holding pattern The holding pattern I've learned is for one reason. It's for you to die. Because we're talking about this this death. The holding patterns of the things that are going on in our life is for us to submit our will unto the Father and do his will. It's as simple as that. And earlier when you were talking about 
the fact that we, when I ask you, do you have to keep on saying that? It's not the able actual idea of death. It's just the it's just the idea of some of the things that you got to give up to go through the death. Some of the people that you have to give up to go to that other place. Some of the things that you desire to do right now, but you can't because people are looking at you. Some people are, and I think that it's essential that Bishop Longson said something that I think will go down in history in my mind. He says, some of y'all didn't come here to celebrate with us. He said, some of y'all just came to see if he was in that casket. Hello? Yeah, you know, that's right. It's like when Jesus went to Calvary. They wasn't there to cheer him on. They were wanted to be witnesses of him dying. Right, and 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 that's the, and that that's the that's the true experience of where we are because some of us, some of the people that are around us that 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 we say that are, are in our in our haters parade, they're not even there to see us triumph. They're the ones that have been digging digging with their shovels behind our back the whole time. But yet and still, even to that, and we know how hurtful that is, we still have to even die to that. And it, and, and it, it's not, and it's not fair, and and it hurts, and, and and all of those things. But at the end of the day, it still comes to the place of, for God, for you I live, for you I die, for you I have my being. I, I move and I I breathe and, and I have all these things in you. But Father, sometimes still, even with all that, it don't feel good. But yet, you tell me, I have to die for these same people that I really can't stand. And I'm just and I'm talking right now. I'm talking about Mark. <laughs> I ain't talking about nobody else. But those were the feelings that I had where. In a, in a situation that I honestly can say three years down the road, I can see the scar, but that wound is not there anymore. Okay. I, about, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry for over-speaking. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. But think about how he feels, and this is his creation. Well, I agree. Oh, I, I mm-hmm. definitely agree with that. I, 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 I have no qualms and issues with that. I'm just saying, I was just saying for one of the experiences that he has allowed me to go through. I'm just saying. Well, I said, you know what, fella, you, you, you can have it. Cause I, I ain't doing it. And, and uh, most of the people on the line know exactly what I'm talking about. But I was like, oh, I ain't doing this. I don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cover. I'm not gonna pray, and I don't like her. Okay, and oh. then too, it goes back to okay, who are you with? Who's your power source, and who are you believing in? Well, my power source was was. Hmm. See, I mean, because think about it. When Jesus went through, 
and he has suffered a whole lot worse than what we have. He just pretty much just followed directions and what um, his purpose was and went on through. Some people were marvel. But see, I wasn't, you know, see, I wasn't, see, I wasn't there though when he went through. So therefore, I didn't. Uh, that wasn't my. That wasn't necessarily my testimony that I was there when he went through. But because I mean, I, I had that as an example that I read, but I didn't have that as something tangible that I had experienced. No. Okay, but then you had to go through application in order to to, to know and not, and realize it though. That wasn't an application that I was ready for though. We never are. <laughs> that ain't nice. We never are, but we still have to show for who we stand and hold near and dear. That's true. I mean, because, you know, even when they marched um, Jesus up to the cross, a lot of people out there was just trying to see if he would ever back down and just save himself. I came across a friend of mine. She was telling me she was about to do something that she knew she had no business doing, and I let her talk. And so I said, okay, you got everything out? She said, yeah. I said, okay, now my question to you is, what you just stated to me, you understand what you're doing, right? She said, yeah. I said, you understand the position that's putting you in? She said, yeah. I said, okay, you know what you're about to do is wrong, right? Yeah. Okay, now my next question to you is, anything that I say to you, is it gonna get me? To, is it gonna get? Is it gonna get you to change your mind and do what's right? She said no. I said okay. I said let me shake your hand. Thank you for releasing me. And she's like, "What do you mean?" Said, oh, you, uh, you don't, you don't, you don't play fair. What you mean? You don't play fair. What you mean? Oh, uh, you don't play fair. How do I not play fair? I, 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 I asked her legit questions of what she just told me. No, that you don't play fair. How's that not playing fair? It was straight to the point. Uh-uh. Well, you don't play with me like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't too bad for me. I mean, because I know, because I've known her for quite a while. And at this point, I had her to look at herself where, okay, what part do you play in this? And you're looking for me to talk you out of it, but see, here goes the thing. The way that she was working it, she was looking for me to talk her out of it, plus to drag me into her stuff. Hmm. I see that. But where now... Okay, every time she gets into doing this stuff, oh, well, Renee will go ahead and take that on for me. I can't take that on for you. I had a friend um, back a couple of years ago. She had told me about her and her husband being in an argument. She asked me what would I do. I told her what I would do. Okay, now she went back, and next time I seen her, she said, I'm mad at you. I said, what for? Well, you told me to do I said, wait, hold on, hold on, back it up. I said, you came and you told me something. You asked me what would I do. I told you what I would do. Now, the last person that's got anything to do on this is what you decide to do. 
I said, so never get into a predicament for where you're looking for a scapegoat. You own up to where what part you played into it and for what it actually happened. And she said, but you told me. I said, look, I went back to what you told me. I don't know if it was the truth. I was trying to take you at your word. And I gave you about three different scenarios of what I would do. But see, you were there. I wasn't there. I said, so see, at this point, stop trying to take what other people tell you to a point in order to comfort your mess. And that's what I was doing for her. I wasn't putting myself in that position for where I was comforting her mess. And then she had to look at her and what part she played in it. Because this was going to be something that was going to really be one of those backlashes where, okay, you did this. And she confessed out her mouth that she realized what she was doing. So she know, so you know this going to have to come back to her again. And with her talking to me, with me asking her those questions, she said it out of her own mouth, maybe not knowing what she was saying. But at the time of where her mind was, she confessed out of her own mouth. Yeah. So out of me wasting precious time and my sanity, I just I said when I asked her those questions and that's what I told it. And or and also to prick her mind to try to jumpstart her mind about what she's doing when I said, Okay, now you release me from your mess. I know a lot of people don't tell folks that, but I'm sure it got her attention to a certain degree. But as she walks that walk and she goes through what she said, she understood what she was going through, she still had that in her ear. Comments, criticism, Mark? No, I'm, I'm I'm with you. All you guys said, you don't play fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's you know see, that's why I love my brother because he already knows I'm still gonna say you don't play fair. Even when, even, when I you, even when you tell me you taking your marbles and going, that ain't fair. <laughs> because I mean, you ain't t- you, you ain't telling him what he want to hear. No, 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 no. Because because I mean, cause, you know, honestly. That there, there still is a true obligation for us to, to still cover, and I, and, and, and I'm, and, and I'm going to be transparent right now. And I didn't want to go here, but I guess I'm going. And, and now I'm going with gasoline around my ankles, and I, I'm on big wheel, and I'm wheeling real fast. Don't forget about that um, gallon of kerosene you got in your right hand. <laughs> I went through a divorce. It was horrible for me. I said, I ain't her husband. I ain't covering her. I don't care if she did X, Y, and Z, who she did it, when she did it, why she did it, and how, how much fun she had doing it. Now, with that being said, these things these sanctify people on this line with me, said to me, and I will never forget this day, 
and 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 it was. I, I'm sure. I want to say it was Cynthia, but I know it was Felicia. She says for the Mars. For the Mars. And I'm just going on, going on, going on. She said to me, but what about your daughters? Touche. I was like, <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, the heck with a mama. I'm, I'm, I'm being transparent right now. Okay. But she said, but what about your daughters? My my flesh loves them, and my flesh want to be like, well, what about them? But my spirit has to say, you know, those are still your daughters, and because exactly. they're in her custody, you still have to basically be responsible to cover their mom. Did exactly. I like that? No. So in, in, in exchange to you, I'm telling you the same thing, that though we might not like the friend's response, of knowingly doing something that is corruptible and corrupt, us just saying, oh, well, girl, I'm living here on your own, is, is, is virtually unacceptable because of the fact that we still have to have the obligation of covering and being responsible for that in which we know that is wrong that they're doing from the beginning. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Now you remember, I asked her the question of, did she know what she was doing was wrong? But she said yes. That, but that's just like a pastor telling his children, telling his what? parishioners in the church, y'all know y'all doing wrong, so I'm going to stop praying for you. No, 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 no. That's, no, his, no, that's his responsibility and obligation. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Now, the thing of it was, I still prayed for her. Okay? I didn't cut her I didn't cut her off as if she was a dead limb. I asked her those questions to see what her mind was and to see what her understanding was. And see if she was a hurt individual. From somebody hurt her, now she's going to hurt somebody else. So that's why I asked those questions. But, you know, it's just like when um, Jesus had asked Peter to hold his hand to show that he can walk on water. Now, when you grab onto the hand of the other person, that Jesus, okay, well, he's the truth. So he can have you being buoyant enough to walk on water. But you got to be careful who you hold hands with because you also have people there that, depending on how bitter and mad they are, they also try to drag you under. But I needed to tell her what I told her was to go ahead and to put that into her psyche. Well, I, I, I understand, and, and I agree. It was, it was just more the fact that I, I could have interpreted okay. it. Interpret, I, well, I didn't interpret it differently. I know for me, when I say, do you, because, I mean, the crew will tell you that when I know I'm hearing God, uh-huh. 
I'll ask one question of a person. Mm-hmm. And my question is, do you mind if I share something or, or, or can I share something with you or can we talk? Ooh. Because at that point, they already know. When I start asking those questions, it's, it's a done deal. <laughs> and it's, that deal is done, signed, and it's about to be delivered, and then it's up to you to deal with it at that point. And I know from for me, that releases the burden off of me and allows the pressure to be on you. And I don't, I, I don't look back at the place of if you're okay there because I did what I had to say and who I am in my office, and then I'm released to go on to the next place. That's why, okay. I, that's why I asked that question. That's why I even made the statement of such. Okay, now, Brother Mark, here go the thing. She sat up there and told me, she said, I know you don't like what I'm about to do. I don't okay. even care what you got to say. That right there, that that right there, the hell she the the hell that she opened up is the hell that she gonna get. Right, and so now you see what I sat up there and told her. After I sat down, I listened to her, cause she had she had spoke words about herself, and then she also knew where I was coming from, and she even talked about that too. The only thing I can do is just drop that little seed in there. I'm with you now. And see, just like you was talking about um, going through your um, divorce with your ex-wife, it was a school I had um, went to to go learn computers. It was a young man there. He was like in his early 20s. He was calling himself trying to use his to to, to use part of his life as to try to pick up chicks. And every time I would see him, he was trying to holler at some at another female and try to use the fact that he has two daughters by a crazy woman. And one day I said, come here. And he was like, what? I said, can I talk to you about something for a minute? Because you keep on doing this. I'm just trying to um, save you from yourself. And he was like, well, what? I said, every time I see you, you're around here trying to talk to females, and then you want to use your babies and their mama as your excuse as a sympathy plea. Why are you doing that? Well, she's crazy. She's crazy. I said, okay, well, how old are the babies? They're two little girls. Okay, and they're like a year and a half from each other. I said, my next question to you is this. She's so crazy. I'm sure that nobody put a gun up to your head when you got with her. So at this point, you're claiming that she's crazy, but you stood, you stayed in there with her for two years. I said, so when you call her crazy, you need to look in the mirror at yourself, too. Well, she don't. I said, look, I'm going to tell you this. You have two daughters that I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you love dearly. He said, yeah, I do. I said, okay, now guess what? This is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to be the bigger person because with them being there with their mama, whatever she does, that's their um, role model as a female. If she goes dip off into drugs, chances are they're going to dip off into drugs. If their mama dip off and take it with somebody, with somebody that likes that, that, that's a womanizer and abuser, that's what they're going to follow because, see, that's what they're living around. I said, so your thing is, Whatever that mother needs, you got to be there for. You ain't got to you ain't got to ever lay down with her again. 
but you got to be there for her to help keep her lifted so that in turn she can keep her kids lifted, which is your kids. I'm in agreement with that now. Okay, now. Okay, now but two, you got but it. Three you years, got it three years ago, I was with it. And, and, right. and they, they know, do not mention that woman for that particular time that he gave me to me because uh-huh. I didn't want to hear it. Right. And this, no. and for this young guy, he started doing that too. He said, you don't understand. I said, no, you don't understand. They mama, who you pick. That's their role model. Oh, and what a role okay. model it is. So, if you keep her uplifted, okay, then she can keep them uplifted. And then when you see your children, you can keep them uplifted, and they can be grown into productive adults. And when I talked to the guy, he was like, and after a while, it started getting into him to the point that when he saw me, he started saying, you know something? He said, you're not a friend. You're a big sister. And so right now his kids are like in, um, they're on the honor roll, they're on, um, and they're also in high school. And when he had, and when they had graduated to go into high school, he had sent me pictures and stuff, and he's crying, and he was like, I said, yeah, you've done very well. And things are really prosperous for him. With him holding on to that. And it's now to the point because what we need, what we tend to do when we start seeing money and stuff and things start coming easy to us, then we start making it all about us. But really, we need to be into the glory of God for keeping us in order to be a witness and also to be a good product of just how awarding he is with us being obedient. Right. That's true. I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm just... No, I mean, I, no, I, I, I get it and I understand. I'm just saying that that's not where I'm... That, that's really not where I was... Okay, now... Um, Just like I, like I told you about my friend, and you telling her, okay, I now, okay, thank you for releasing me. Okay, and then too for me, if I had told you that at that time of your life, you wouldn't have understood it. And then too, basically for me to let you wrestle with yourself a little bit. Well, no, they. I, I appreciate them for saying that. I think that that it still came the place of maturity where I can say that I um, I then wanted to do differently, so I did differently. So mm-hmm. I, it wasn't like it wasn't like it came overnight because it didn't. Because it was. I mean, they they could tell you that it was a a long hard road. But with mm-hmm. that being said, um, it wasn't such a hard road that it was just, like, unbearable, though I, I still could say some days I'm just like, Jesus, you know, 
you could have did something totally different. But he chose to do what he did, and he did it. So, I mean, at that point, I have no concerns or questions about it. But at at the moment of the the the, the, the process, I, I did have issues with it because I'm saying you could have did something totally different. And and I and I say that because that's all that I can think about of him doing something totally different because. And then how is how's your ex wife these days? You probably would know better than me. I mean, because too, this is also giving her opportunity to wake up. Um, I don't know because um, we don't talk. How old are the girls? Um, twelve and fifteen. Huh? Twelve and fifteen. Twelve and fifteen. Uh-huh. Okay, now, um, do you all do you all um to stand to be in the same room with each other and they have something special going on? Well, that 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 has always been my issue with my prayers. Is that. I've had to pray for a situation that I don't think that I was even considered. So, therefore, that still that is still a, um, a hard place for me because. I was covering her, and she wasn't even letting me see the girls. Still to this day, she's not. That's why I said it's gotten easier. It wasn't easy, mm-hmm. but it's gotten easier. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I know where she is now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's doing, but there again, even with what she's doing, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it from the standpoint of um, I'm not worried about it from the standpoint of how it affects me anymore. Mm-hmm. I just want to be in the position where the knock comes on the door I will be in the position to be able to explain and not give an excuse, but, hey, this is where we are. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say your mom did X, Y, and Z because I'm just not going to do it. This is where we are, and this is how we have to get through this now. Okay. And I'm going to keep all of you all in my prayer to pray the same thing that you do. Okay. Because you can't go back and change anything. No, I can't. Not that I not that I honestly would even want to. I I just say that um
it's hard for you to do that which is right and still somehow get the the end of the stick that you don't want. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. You know, I'll keep up in prayer. That's the way you all get to meet, meet again. It can be all there's a clean slate. Amen. Oh, yes, ma'am. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with it now. Oh, okay. Oh, but I was a book of this. Oh, Jesus. They could tell you I was I was not well with the situation. Well, most people aren't. But then, too, like we were saying, sometimes we're taking through some stuff, and sometimes we're taking through some stuff that's near and dear to our hearts. And that's what really pulls on us. He ain't going to sit up there and concentrate on a hangnail on your baby, son. Well, he didn't have but to do that. Every time you pull on your sock, you feel it, or when you walk it, it 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 it, um, it catches. Again, huh? I hear you, but he didn't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the you know the funny thing is is that, and I and I, I and I joke around with that now. But even when I when I speak to people about their their struggles, and I think it's the most interesting thing when people start to talk about their struggles. Mm-hmm. Because um, I remember one time I said, God, why did you give me this to deal with? And it was like he paused. And it was just like, for me, it was just like, did you really just ask me that? And And I'm like saying, yes, why did you do it? And I said, why couldn't it have been something else? And when I said that, literally I heard God say, if I would have given you something else to deal with, it could have killed you. Okay. At that point, I said, okay. I might not like where I am, but I get it. I can deal. And and that's what I say even now with situations with with people and, and things that they go through. Mm-hmm. We don't know why God does what he does. He just does it. And we just have the understanding that he's doing it for whatever he considers his perfect will is. And sometimes his perfect will isn't for us to even agree. We just have to experience. Not thoroughly agree. 
Okay, I said earlier It's uh, it was a movie I saw, and the title of the movie was "Things You Lose in the Fire." Oh Jesus! See, you don't play fair. You don't play fair, y'all. Now, I said, now let it be that there was holes in the soles 
and I was still wearing them. But the top of them was good. Okay, but in the meantime, now I'm setting myself up for where my feet don't get cold, they don't get wet, I'm going to wind up being sick. So who was the better group of teeth? The one that had the hair on the side of it or the one that the soul just messed up? And I want to please the eyes of other folks who are looking at me while I'm walking around. All right. I mean, if we get a lot of people around here, they may have cars. They may have um, they may have the latest of fashion. But in the meantime, they still got things that they're going through that they don't want nobody to see. They hope nobody to see them, but it's still tearing them up. It's still making them sick. It's still making them better. But if you look at them, Oh, they look good. But then so does an apple. You can have the prettiest apple. It may be have so many worms that you wouldn't know if you cut it in. But when we do release all that are near and dear to us, and God already said that he would never leave us, would never forsake us, nor leave us. He but we have to show that diligence, and he has to see that diligence in us, as well as that diligence that Adam and Eve had deal when they had spoke what they knew they wasn't supposed to do, but they wouldn't do it anyway. I have none. Finish the reading. Okay. It says, do not misunderstand this verse as signifying the inactivity of our mind and talent. The Lord clearly asserts that in losing our soul life, we will keep it unto eternal life. Just as a sinful body might be destroyed, Romans 6 and 6, does not mean the destruction of the hands, feet, ears, and eyes of the human body. So, too, the committal of the soul life to death must not be construed it's connoting the neg- negation or destruction of any of its functions. Even though the body of sin has been destroyed, we still yield our members to God as instruments of righteousness, Romans 6 and 13. Just so, when natural life is sacrificed to death, we should find renewal, revival, and restraint of the Holy Spirit and all the faculties of our soul. It cannot therefore imply that henceforth we become wood and stone without feeling, thought, or will, because we must not or cannot use any parts of the soul. Every part of the body, as well as every organ of the soul, still exists and is meant to be fully engaged. Only now they are being renewed, revived, and restrained by the Holy Spirit. The pointed issue is whether the soul's faculties are to be regulated by a natural life or by the supernatural life which indwells our spirit. These faculties remain as usual. 
What is unusual now is that the power which formerly activated them has been put to death. The Holy Spirit has made God's supernatural power their life. Let us amplify the subject a bit more. The various organs of our soul continue after the natural life has been relinquished in death. To nail the soul life to the cross does not all imply that thereafter we shall completely lack in our thought, emotion, and will. We distinctly read in the body of God's thought, intent, desire, satisfaction, love, and joy. Moreover, the scriptures often record that our Lord Jesus loved, rejoiced, was sorrowful. It is even recorded that Jesus wept, that he offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears in Gethsemane's garden. Were his soul faculties annihilated, and do we become cold and dead persons? Man's soul is a man's own self. It's where one's personality renders and whence it is expressed. Soul life does not accept power from the spirit life, then it will draw its power from living its natural solical life. The soul is a composite of organs continues, but the soul as a life principle must be denied. That power must be consigned to death so the power of the Holy Spirit alone may operate all the parts of the soul without interference from the natural life. So basically he's saying that just because we, our soul is put to death through the process that we talked about, that it is not dead as far as function. It is, again, it's to be subjugated uh, by the Holy Spirit. He gives example of Jesus, where he wept, where he cried, where he even got angry. He also talks about God's thoughts, intent, desire, satisfaction, love, and joy. All these are components that we feel in our emotional aspect, which is our soul. So he's saying those things still exist, but they're to be subjugated under the spirit of God. Herein do we see resurrection life. <clears throat> Without the supernatural life of God, there can be no resurrection after death. The Lord Jesus could go through death and yet be raised because resident in him is God's uncreated life. So the Lord Jesus went through death, but yet he came back again. Because in resonating in him was God's, uh, was, uh, what did he say? Is God's uncreated life, that spirit of God. Jesus did not sin, so he did not deserve death. That's why he came back. This life cannot be destroyed. Instead, it would always emerge into the fullness and glory of resurrection. As long as you allow the process to occur, you'll come out victorious. Now, understand God's way of victory is different than ours. But again, that's also part of the process to begin to transform our thinking to the way that God thinks. Jesus poured out his soul to death and committed his spirit in which was God's life back into the hands of God. His death set him free from soul life and released God's spiritual life into greater splendor. He said, it is finished, into thy hands I commend my spirit. He gave up the ghost. It's done. And three days later, that seed, that dead seed that died, emerged, which allowed now not just for him to experience life eternally, but now for that life to be imparted into all men. But we, too, in order to bear fruit, must go through the process of death. It is difficult indeed to understand why God, upon transmitting his life to us, then requires us to experience co-death with Christ so that his life may be resurrected in us. This is nonetheless God's law of life. And once possessing God's life, we are then empowered to periodically go through death and continue to come out alive. By continuously losing our soul, life, and death, we may continuously gain more abundantly and gloriously God's life and resurrection. 
God's law. So, so I mean, it's, it's the way that God structured things. And we're constantly trying to go around it again, like Erica said. We're, t- we're constantly trying to fix our flesh. God says, no, you need to mortify. You need to kill your flesh, put it to death with Jesus on the cross. God's aim is to take our soul life through death in company with his own life in us. Whenever his life is in us, is re- whenever his life in us is resurrected in our daily experience, our soul also is raised with him and produces fruit to eternity. Fruit to eternity. Let me read that again. God's aim is to take our soul life through death in company with his own life in us. In other words, that's why he said we're co-crucified um, with Christ on the cross. It's not just us doing this. I mean, you, now see, that's the other thing. You can't put yourself to death. Again, you can't, I'm going to, again, we, I'm going to stop that. No, 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 no. That's you doing it. It's bearing no fruit. And it's really just like me doing push-ups on the ground. It's going to have some physical results. But when the Holy Spirit begins to lead you down this pathway that he begins to reveal to you, you know what, this needs to die, that needs to die, then you say, Lord, help me, and you open yourself up, and then together you go through the process of putting yourself to death. That's when his resurrected power and our daily experience is raised with him. In other words, that's when we were going to experience the power. Remember after we talked about the wilderness? When you come out of the wilderness, that's when you're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you come out of death, resurrected in Christ, that's when you have the power of God working in your life, and then you'll be able to bear fruit. This is one of the most profound lessons of spiritual life. The Holy Spirit alone can unfold to us the necessity of death as well as that of resurrection. May the spirit of revelation revelation make us understand how much our spiritual experience should suffer if we do not hate our natural life and deliver it to death. Only when our soul, accompanied by God's indwelling life, passes through death and resurrection, can we bear spiritual fruit and keep it for life eternal. And that is our lesson for today. Questions, comments, criticism, conclusions. Amen. <clears throat> yep, yep. Whew. Anybody else got anything? Good morning. Good morning, Fifi. How are you? Moving around, not complaining. Amen. I'm putting death, so I will not complain. <laughs> All right, though. All right. I was looking in the background. I just wanted to say good morning. I have nothing today. All righty, not a problem, dear, not a problem. Okay, uh, prayer request time. I guess I'll get this one up here because it's going to be about the same. Okay, I'll, I'll go with prayer. Okie dokie. All righty, let me have a Quran to go say she to go around to go there to go say she to go brush it to come back at the go say she to 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 go say she to
Thank you, Father God. Brandy to go say she to go say continue to speak to her and through her. Brandy to go say she to go say she can run to go say she continue to let the word of God rise up inside of her. Brandy to go say she to go say she to go say let the Holy Ghost flow through her, Lord. Brandy to go say she to go say keep her, Father. Keep her properly positioned so that you can minister to her, touch her, and move in a great and united country way, Lord. And I go let the word of God rush to go say, Rise up, Father, rush and use her, Lord. Rush to go say, Speak to her heart, Father. Speak to her heart. You should go say, She'll go speak to her heart, Father. Rush to go say, She'll go say, She'll go say, Yes, 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 Father, we give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All righty. And who may be next? Let's speak now before I do a one, two, three. You can do me. I request. Hey, quit her. You can do me. <laughs> Look, you know now. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, woman of God. Let me pray for your crew. Lift up the chair. Ebony, you're going to go around and go sit in the Kumbushka and Dekara. I just should go to Kumbaka. Kumbushka and all of the children in order, she go say she go send Rani go Sadaka and Guru Gusti Grandish go Shidiga Sanda, Horombresh go Shidiga Saraga, she go Sige, Harashaka Sakara. Now let me get the adults. Deborah, you had to go sit at the Donald, you had to go sit at Angie, you had to go Saraga, Rumbo Kosi to go say she go say she go say she go Saraga, Bush Grandi go say did in all of the adults, she go say 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 she go Saraga. Radaka Sakara. Um, your job, Roger, your business, your grocery, your church, your grocery, your grocery, your grocery, your grocery, your
and to move in the capacity that you called and move. Let the word of God increase you to go so that the spirit of God you to go increase you to go. Let the anointing of God you to go increase you to go so the God. The brush salvation and victory and the healing deliverance. You make him whole, Jesus, so that you can use him in a great and mighty way. Should I go In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Pray for Daddy dears. Rambo Kurandi to go session. Rando Kusandro Gosari Gosaka. Brandi to go to the Gandhi to go to the Gandhi. Yeah, it's a time when you hate when I actually pause. You're good as long as I just flow in the Holy Spirit, right? So when he paused and then he started to laugh, like, here he go. So the thing is, don't be surprised when it, when it turns around full circle and you actually begin to really go in. When I say go in as far as ministering to your father and, and communicating and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as God has intended for you to do. Remember, I said tell, begin to tell him your experiences of what you're going through. That will begin to open him up. So let God instruct you. God's got an ordained pathway and a plan that's already orchestrated for you to follow so that you may be able to reach inside of your father and pull out those broken parts. Hmm. It's funny when um it's funny when the things flip around. You know the when we're young, you know, parents are taking care of us, and then when we get older, we take care of them. Well, that's what's going on. It's now time for you to begin to take care of your father, not so much in the natural but in the spiritual. Because, I'm going to say it like this, if you don't change his dirty drawers, he's going to be walking around smelling like, ooh, I almost said it, <laughs> like somebody who stinks. You know, and look, as they get old, they don't change themselves because as far as they're concerned, they're good. He don't recognize all that's going on as far as he's concerned. He smells good and it's all good. But he knows something ain't quite right. So you, daughter, with the giftings that you have that will bear fruit in his life, must go in and take off those nasty drawers that he's wearing as you get him to open up and change them. I'm giving you a visual. Change them. Wipe them down. Wash them down. You know how you pick the feet up in the air and make sure you get all that little stuff up out of there? Yeah, I did it. And then put it back on, pat him on his butt and say, okay, Daddy, go ahead and play. <laughs> yeah, I love you too, Erica. In Jesus' name, pray, man. Like, you know what? And let me get Tony. Rumbo go shit go rumba shit go say shit go brand go say shit go say brand go say shit go say shit go say shit go say shit go say brand go say shit go say shit go run go need go under go run go say shit go say shit go sell a car. go say yes 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 father God. Hmm, Yadaroko Sege Harande Shirogose, 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 Horas Shirogose, Harande Shirogose, 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 Saraka. Oh, yes. Hmm. Hmm.
So that's the funny thing about God. Like my father said when he was teaching back in the day, as he was instructing his father, his students, he also began to learn. So as you instruct your students, specifically Mr. Eidner, you too will learn. If you walk in the manner that God's called you to walk, open, humble, not self-righteous, and that's how God orchestrates things so that we're all in wild learning. We're all learning and leaning upon one upon the other. So, Father God, continue to open and yield him to your spirit, your way, so he can do that which you called him to do. Open up his spirit, his soul, and his body so he can receive the fullness of who he is so you can make him whole. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And now let me pray for Rithia. Randy go say she go say she go randy 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 go So stay in that mindset or that spiritual set or that whatever of how am I going to get all of this done. Stay in that position because not in a position of anxiety, but of in a position, how am I going to get all this done? But before you get anxious, Lord, I'm going to have to look to you. How can I do this, Lord? I'm going to have to look to you. Because that position where you don't know, and then you immediately just turn, you know what, I'm not even going to allow me to let to let me figure it out. That's, see, that's the difficulty. That is like you look at your situation, then you look to yourself, then you say, you know what, let me turn it over to the Lord. So let's eliminate that process of looking at my situation and turning myself. Let me look at my situation. You know what, I don't need me. I'm going to give it directly to the Lord. That's what he's working on. That's what he's working on. Yeah, because you can't do it. You ain't got the time. You don't understand. All y'all. Okay, right. That's fine. That's fine. Walk in that, accept it, and then immediately say, but Lord, I'm turning it over to you. But, God, I ain't going to waste my time to go in my head, Lord, because it's a waste of my time. I'll be frustrated. Let me give it to you. So that process or that transition, and it's a training that he's taking you to, just like when we do athletes and transition. That's how it sort of becomes automatic. So God is automatically positioning you. That's why you got all these things on all the sides just beating the hell out of you. Yeah. So you just automatically don't even let it in there, Erica. <clears throat> you just turn it over. That means you're yielding to the flow of the Holy Spirit, and you're not seeking your own understanding. Because when you do seek your own understanding, you become even more frustrated, tired, and worn out. So let God continue to remove you from you so then you can flow to do what he's called you to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And that's my prayer for you, dear. And who may be next? You can pray for me. Is that Pam? You can pray for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like she's still in the bed. One eye open, one eye closed. You can pray for me. No, my stomach is bothering me. It ain't me. I didn't do it. Anyway. I'm going to blame it on Arthur. <laughs> Ooh, you wrong. Stop it. 
<laughs> he ain't on the phone to defend himself, so why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. I know, that's why people want to slap me. I ain't even got to say it this time. I, I, I excuse you from the service, so there you go. Alright, <laughs> Help them to walk in the fullness of who you call them to be. Remove them from themselves, Lord. Remove them from themselves, Father. So that your spirit will increase you. The word will flow to you. And the anointing of God you to will help them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And let me pray for Pam. Yes, 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 Father. Continue to increase in her life. She goes to she goes to Continue to let the anointing flow for her. She goes to she goes to And so the goes to the Continue, Father God, and goes to the God. Let your word direct her steps. She goes to she goes to her. Yes, 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 Father. You to the God. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name it is so. Amen. Amen. How's the roof holding up? I haven't even uh been back there yet. All right. Okay, who's next? Boom, 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 boom. Well, it's one prayer going once. Boom, 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 boom. Who wants where? Going twice. Boom, 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 boom. Who else wants prayer How's your sister doing? <clears throat> hmm? That was a good answer. Because oh, every time you ask me and you pray for her, then she's like, well, what did you say? No, she... <laughs> she good. Say again. <laughs> every time you ask me that, and then she's like, well, what did you say? I'm like, I didn't say nothing. I had to, you know. She's good. She's good. I'm going to send her a text and tell her to call in on the line. Isn't that special? Now you <clears throat> You are trying to get me in trouble. I, what? I didn't, I, wasn't me. I just asked. 
No, you are trying to get me in trouble. That's fine. That's fine. Be that way. I, I just asked a simple question. No, you say you're going to text her and have her call in. Just, you know. So I'm gonna tell her to call back and listen in because I said nothing. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. It was not me. Absolutely nothing. I think. Mm-mm. <laughs> pull up, pull up in the driveway. Like, okay, do I see her standing out here with a knife? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll send a text message. Be like, it was not me. <laughs> oh Lord! Mm-hmm. Every single time she cut her eyes at me, I'm like. <laughs> And I'm nowhere around her. And I know she's like, what she say? Nothing. Check <laughs> <laughs> back. Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> See? See? Oh, Lord, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yep, and you laughing. She be like, what Felicia say? Felicia said nothing. It's, it's the I, want, I want my prayer, and it just went from there. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. As a matter of fact, I think I should just hang up. <laughs> Y'all funny. <laughs> oh, y'all funny. That that sounds like a better plan than anything. Just hang up. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all funny. Y'all are funny. Uh-uh, <laughs> uh-uh. I, 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 I said, who she said, who, me? I said, no, the other one. And then she said, oh, Felicia, she's trying to get away with <laughs> Something told me to shut my mouth and just let it go, let it ride. Mm-hmm. But since you're trying to walk more by being led by your spirit than walking in your soul, you're learning to override that and put your soul to death and flowing in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, right? Yes, sir. So we're just waiting patiently. Who are you waiting on? Oh, we're waiting on you, dear. It wasn't me. Yes, it was. I'm sure it was. It was not me. All I asked for was prayer. I got a witness. Makia woke. I did not say nothing. I said nothing. Your your name did not come across my lips at all. Good morning, Sam. How are you? I'm fine, Cynthia. How are you, dear? I am just dandy. 
I'm so glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm so glad I was done talking before they got on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more glad I got, I got mine over now. <laughs> Who was that? That was Mark. Hey, Mark, how are you? Hi, honey bunches. How are you feeling? Bunches of old. I'm, I'm good. That's good. I'm so glad to hear it. All right, Sam. Hey, Cynthia. Like, let me know. Hey, hey, everybody. Who was that? That Erica. Was Erica. Hey, Erica. Everybody miss you, girl. Mm-hmm. When I come back, I'm going to have to make sure I see you. Yes, ma'am. Just let okay. me know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, wait a minute, Sam. Do I need to go to another room or I'm I'm good at my desk? Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Whatever, whatever, whatever the Holy Spirit tells you. Um, get up and go to the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, like, look, I'm gonna give you clarity. <laughs> I'll call back. Back. <laughs> look, we back to the prayer, the the stairwell ministry. Right, 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 right. No, no, she got the um. Felicia had the prayer, the stairwell. I know. Um, 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 the whatever office, uh, conference room. <laughs> right. Boy, I tell you. Oh, that's funny. Why are y'all laughing? See, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we back to the stairwell and conference room ministry. Hey, <laughs> hey we, so we got to do make it happen, Captain. Well, I can relate because I sit in my office and we're not going to discuss Sam right now. And she closes the door when convenient, let's just say it like that. Jesus, help me with my mama. Oh, I'm on the line. <laughs> All right, it's a family affair. I mean, I guess being your 30s don't mean nothing to parents. Mm, mm, mm. Well, well, well. It's good to hear your voice, Mark. You too, Felicia. Now, Sam, you know you was wrong. I'm just going to tell you, you know you were wrong. Because your your octave went up nineteen different pitches, you know you were wrong. You know you were gonna get her, and you know you were gonna shoot good bullets at her, and you are gonna let her sit at her desk. Why? <laughs> what? I, what? What? I'm, I'm, you you dirty. <laughs> you you dirty because you know you are gonna shoot some good bullets at her. <laughs> That's why you sit there and waited on her. You wrong with that. <laughs> I ain't going to let my sister go down like that. Uh-uh. uh uh-uh. what? You know you was going to get her real good and dirty, and all she's going to do is sit there and look and, and cry. That's all she's going to do. <laughs> she can't go in. She can't say nothing. But she's going to say, well, it's up to you, your discretion, dear. She was dead wrong for that. That was a, that was, ooh, that was a setup. That was an old-time setup, Sam. That was I die. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he sits there and laughs like he is now, thinking it's Sam, fun. Sam, that was old. That was a that was old Sherry set up. <laughs> what? What? However oh, you want to. However you want to, dear. I I told her to listen to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Well, she, she well, her brother got it together. Her her brother got it for her. Baby, go somewhere else. <laughs> now go somewhere else, girl. Come on, I'm, I'm gonna help you out with this. 
Listen, because Sam is going to get you for whatever it is he's going to get you for, he's going to get you. So go somewhere else. Do yourself this favor. This one time. <laughs> he's going to get you. Just as sure as cows uh, move, he's going to get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, just, I, I just don't know. See, can't even justify it. See? Hello. Hello? 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 Yes, sir. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm back now. Okay. You ready, dear? Uh, <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> yes, sir, go ahead. Okay. All right, give me one. I'm going to swallow my vitamins first so I make sure I got enough energy. Mm. And you want to sit at your desk. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I said, no, there's quite a few people in the office. So. All you're going to do is be able to sit there and cry because you ain't going to be able to say nothing. Oh, he's going to shoot. When I tell you, I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you, you got some good bullets to shoot. <laughs> why, why is Mark talking? <laughs> First, she was glad to hear from him. Like, shut up. <laughs> Why are you talking? Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. That's what little brothers do. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <You're a nerd. laughs> because if, if you was on earlier to hear me talk, you would be talking, but you wasn't here, so that's good. <laughs> Ready, dear? Yeah. Okay. All right, Father God. Okay, yes, 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 Father. Hmm. Oh, Father God, connect her with you right now, Lord. Hmm. Wow. It's a question that I want to ask you is why are you blocking your own blessing? Why is it that you'll hear or see, well, I know why, fear. Now, we might label it another thing. I ain't ready. Not yet. Give me some time. Or maybe let's go even a little bit deeper. That ain't for me. That's for somebody else. That's for Felicia. That's what she good at. Sam, get out of my video. Dang it. <laughs> so I'm going to say it like this. And you might remember we said often, Cheryl on the line, me and her had a conversation once. And she said, you know, well, God don't come down here and have a conversation with your breakfast table. And I just looked at her and I said, we'll say that conversation for another time. Um, God's been calling you and you have not been answering the door. <laughs> you, you, you'll peek out the blinds like he ain't going to know you're peeking. And you see who it is and you'll just sit quietly or, you'll, in other words, you'll engage in distractions or something else. Mm-hmm. So that you won't 
Okay, no, I didn't hear that. It's like like when my car was, my brakes was bag, and Dag would ask me, man, how your brakes holding? I said, I don't know, Dag. I turned up the radio, so I don't have to hear the noise. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And now this is what's happening because of the fact that you are purposely, unpurposely blocking our God. That's what I mean. You're blocking your blessings. You're allowing the enemy to increase. You're allowing that. See, see, what you don't realize is like when you're sitting on the couch, looking at the TV, turning on the radio, everything that you're doing to block out God is allowing that fear element, which is attached to you, to increase. So now your purpose or your reason for not doing that is growing larger than that call that God is calling you. That's why you hear his voice less and less. So... That's why he told me to call you, because no, no, see, you're going to act like you don't notice me on the door. I'm going to tell you now you notice me, so now you cannot just say it wasn't me. I didn't know. No, I'm going to make sure that you know. Because, see, this is the deal. What he's calling you to, what you're running from, Mm. is important to him. To accomplish what he has already ordained for you, for your family, for Felicia, for her family, for the things that he has prepared for you all to go forth in. And you're dragging your feet. You ain't even talked to your daddy in a while, have you? No. You have? No, not in a couple of weeks, no. Okay. Because that's something else that you need to kind of, yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. But I have talked to him, you know. Yeah, I've talked to him, but I just haven't talked to him in a little bit now. Uh, you, you need to conversate with him again. Um, brother, mm-hmm. um, it's not the fact that um, she doesn't want to do it. It's not the fact that she doesn't think that she um, – I'm in agreement with you, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But okay. it, 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 it's, it's bigger than that. It's the fact of answering to what other people have called her for so long. where she had gotten to the place of complacency to believe that she's not worthy of what he has for her or worthy of what he's calling her. Mm. Mm. I'm not your little brother anymore right now. So with that being said, it's hard to have the conversation and answer the door if what you know that you've already been hearing is not a part of the conversation that you normally have, not a part of your lingo and not something that you even believe that he's calling you. Mm-hmm. So with with the statement of the fact of not talking, why would I talk if I don't think that we have anything to talk about? Because what I know, what I've been doing, I've been comfortable with for a long time. But we were just talking about it earlier um, when I read the actual um, the 30-day article about the the, um, the storm and how we as people kind of get to the place of let fear, anxiety, and those things get to us where it pushes us and puts the great divide there from the fact that that's all that we know. We've known them for all, for all this time, and then. Start, things start to pop up and come up, and then it basically moves us away from him because of some of the simple things that shouldn't trip us up, but because 
we haven't been faithfully seeking him and diligently seeking him, it moves us away from the relationship that we had. So I still go back to say that it's not the fact that she doesn't want to do it or she's being disobedient. I, I think that I sense it as the struggle has always been the self-worth of am I really what he called me and can I really be the manifestation of such? And that's what it is. It's just basically accepting the fact that it's you that he's calling. It's not anybody else. It's you that he desires to answer. Nobody can answer the phone for you. When you picked up the phone and got on the prayer line, when you picked up the phone and, and became one of his daughters in Zion, how then do you basically get removed from that place and he doesn't call you higher? And And, and that's what we were talking to the young lady about earlier that sometimes you grow past the place of where you're comfortable and you need to be in the place where he needs you. And that sometimes is always uncomfortable. Mm. But you know what? Um, you know, my thing is what I, I'm you're mostly right on that, but I also have been seeking, and I guess I'm, that's another reason why I've gotten quiet, because I'm trying. I'm trying to understand what is my purpose, and that's what, um, what I've been basically seeking him about for the last month or so. What am I supposed to be doing? Because I know I'm supposed to be doing something more than what I'm doing, you know. But I'm. I haven't. I. I can't find that that happy meaning of where I'm supposed to be. And I have been calling them and crying out to them. And it was like, like you said, maybe I'm, he's saying it, but I'm not hearing it. But, sister, you know, happy medium. There's, it's no happy medium. Not, not happy me. medium, but, you know, finding that place where I'm, where I'm, where I'm supposed to fit. I, so I, I exactly what you're saying. But the happy medium, basically, happy medium makes it seem as if you need to be comfortable. He's not going to do nothing. No, 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 not, 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 not comfortable because I, I know I'm, it's not going to be, that's not what I meant. I don't want to be, I know it's going to be, it's going to be a struggle. I know that. Yes. And I know it's going to be hard, but I, I need to know where I'm supposed to be. And then I'm asking that, that, that grace to be able to do it. Okay. It's going to be able to do it. I, you know, I don't know. That, that has that's been my cry for him for the past month or so. I, what am I supposed to be doing? And I got, I've been asking him, am I missing it? Are you telling me that I'm not hearing? I'm ignoring what? What is it? Did I ask a question? Yes. Um... I want to say between seven to five years ago, you used to write something. What was that? Do I say who? You used to write something. What was that? Mm-hmm. It's not a journal. It's, um, I want to explain to you. It was basically, it was, Okay. It was basically a book when God was telling you prophetic things. You would basically mark them down and just watch him do those things. Okay, I'm not I'm understanding. 
Okay. Okay, repeat that again, Mark. Between five to seven years ago, you used to write something. How I'm seeing it is like when you were praying and you were in his face and seeking him, you'd write down what he would say, and then you would basically see these things manifested. You get what I'm saying or not? Not I'm saying, but I don't remember doing that. Okay. Well, I see you writing, and what he's telling me is that some of the things that you wrote you have to revisit because those are the things that he basically doesn't tell us anymore because we know those to be the truth. Like for me, I used to wake up in the morning, I mean, wake up in the middle of the night when I was dreaming, and I would write down the prophecies until I started to pray that um, not only would I write them, I would remember them. And then the more and more that I was praying and the more and more I was seeking him, the more and more that he was explaining to me and the vision of the dreams, and then I could articulate them better to whomever I, I was speaking to. But at first, it would be like I would just sleep through it and never wake up and not write it down, and then I would forget it. And um, Tanita would say, well, put this by your bed and put this, um, make sure you leave the, not the, the light on when you start dreaming and you hear him. You write it down so you can basically chart him and watch him work. And that's, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the image that I saw when I was asking you were you writing. So when I saw that image, I was basically articulating it to how he, how what he did for me and what that was for me. So that's what I'm seeing that you used to do. Because, I mean, I'm seeing me do it, so that's why I'm attributing it to you because that's how I see it being, that you used to write things down and basically you could chart God by what you have seen in your dream and what he's told you and see it manifest with people in people's yeah. lives and your life and things around you. Yes, you're right. That's okay. Good. Now I understand what you're saying. Yes, I have. I have a couple of books. Then, okay, He's tell, he said between that time frame of five to seven years, go back into those things and those that time frame of your life, and, and it was a struggle for you. It was a hard time for you, but you saw him move, and you saw him work, and you saw him do some things that were out of the ordinary, but it was still him. But even with it being out of the ordinary and it still being him, he said he told you some things there where he doesn't have to tell you these things again and, and rehash these things because I told you guys the last time I was on that he told me that he was not going to tell me another thing until I went back to the wayside to pick up some of those things that I dropped off and I left because I thought that I was beyond those things. Mm. So, what you're seeking and desiring for him to tell you, he's told you enough that you basically already know. It's just now it's time for you to manifest those things. And even if you have to go back and say, read some of those things of what he called you and, and, and how he was using you in these, in these manners, I know what it is, and I can hear it, and you think it's one thing, but it's right there in front of you. It's the one thing that you probably would hate to do the most that is right there in front of you. And it's what we do on this line all the time. Sam, do you know what it is? Mm, no. Yes, you do. Well, you know, what I might we, have... What do, we, what do we do, Sam? What do you mean? What do we do? What do what was our office? Where do we stand at? Oh, and you're talking about an office of profit. 
The reason why it is is that she just said that she used to do this all of the time. He doesn't use you with dreams and, 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 and orating and basically sharing what he's saying in a dream. The, the Bible says who, the, he who sees automatically is in the office. It's not a gift at that point. Am I correct? Is that what the Bible says? Mm. If you dream and see in the spiritual realm, mm. it's no longer a gift. It's an office. Mm. It's a position. Mm. Wow. You said that you have multiple books of these things. Am I correct? Did I not hear you correctly? Yes, I do. Oh, so then there's nothing for him to tell you because he's already shown you. <laughs> Shut up, Felicia. That was, I thought that was sad. Yeah, that was me laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was sad. Oh, so no, there's nothing for him to Y'all play too much. Y'all play too there's, much. There, there's nothing for him to <laughs> But you know what? You know, if I don't do nothing because I don't, cause you next. Oh. E5. She knows who she's talking She knows who I'm talking to. Erica. That's why she. That's why she quiet. <laughs> <laughs> that's why somebody else had to call. <sighs> so, uh, Brother Mark, are you playing fair? You say what? I'm asking Brother Mark if he's playing fair. No, I'm not playing fair right now because I learned from you. I learned the last the last <laughs> two hours. I learned from you how not to play fair. Real good. Okay. Once I get my mar- once I'm done shooting my marbles, I'm picking them up and then I'm going on. Okay. <clears throat> but but no, that's what it is. And I mean, and sister, I've known this since I saw you in in Chicago. And I'm going to give you an example. We were all sitting there praying. The baby was. Being, the old folks would say rambunctious, and you told him to sit down, and he was not he was not listening, and when you grabbed a hold of him and started to pray for him, you no longer talked to him from him being mother. You start speaking in the spirit to talk to the situation so it could basically be at peace and calm. That's when you know when there's different parts of you that are taking over from our actual flesh and humanity versus us going into the spirit and basically up declaring war and possessing the land that we occupy. Do you remember that? No. Does anybody remember that when we were there? It had to be I when we was at um, what, what when Felicia started. Let's pray. <laughs> right, it was because it was Felicia's son who Cynthia, you know, her nephew. So right. that's who it was. But I remember. Right. Okay. So I, I, I'm in. Because we, right right? oh, yeah, we were outside. All outside. 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 I'm with. I'm, I'm. I'm talking to the right group, right? Mm-hmm. You talking to the right group? Okay. Okay. The whole block quieted down when we started praying. I remember that. Right. Right, because because we we because we were we were just sharing at that point, but somebody said that he was just acting out, and 
Felicia? No, Cynthia. That was Cynthia, right? What? Hello? That was you Felicia. Was, that's what? what I mean. I'm saying Felicia was sitting next to me, and um, oh. no, Cynthia was sitting next to me, and Felicia was just like, no, that's just not his normal acting out, is what she said. And then she started to get up. She helped him, and she started to pray. At that moment, that's when you put off of the, the humanity, and again, you're putting on the clothes. Because it's so are you talking to Felicia? You're talking to me. I'm talking to you, and I was basically because I, Erica got me confused when she was saying who who baby it was. I, I know. I mean, I know it was one of the, one of the baby. I'm just talking about the baby. I was just talking uh-huh. to the fact of how when you when you grabbed a hold of him, you said this is not his normal response of acting out, and then you basically started to pray for him. You don't remember that? And I thought that was Felicia that prayed for him, not me. I don't know. Oh. I don't. I, I vaguely remember, but I thought that was Felicia. Well, no, Felicia wanted to give him a spanking. And you said, no, that's not his normal acting out, is what, if, what I can recall. Okay. And then you started to pray for him in the spirit, and it was basically like, the spirit encapsulated you to take over from not just basically us just talking and saying, don't do this. It was a situation where you had to take authority. In okay. those instances, I'm saying that you have always been in prophetics. So it's not strange for you to be in a Okay, fine. I'm going to go here, Jesus. Nobody can be in a group of prophets and be scolded and talked to and communicate with on a regular basis if that's not the school that they're in. Every one of us, all of us have an exemplary prophetic gift no matter what it is, how it works. All of us are prophets on this line. That's always been the case. Whether you're a teacher, whether you have an apostolic call, where you're, where you're an actual in the office of a prophet, where you're a pastor, or an evangelist, all of us have a prophetic gift on our life, period. Every one of us. Even the ones that don't want to act right. And they're not on the line right now. Because I said that now, it's up to all of us to manifest what God is saying and how he's saying it and when he's saying it. The reason why it is, we don't, we're not on this line just for giggles, for all this time to cover the world and cover the people that are around us if we don't have insight beyond what we see right in front of us. It's quiet in this room. (laughs) Mm. Without excuse, that's what you're saying. I didn't say that you said that, but I agree with you. Because somebody just text messaged me, and I'm not going to say no names, it said something, and I agreed with them because of what is being trended and what the shifting is that we are in right now. The world is in turmoil because the prophets are not speaking. Because truly, 
the only ones who can speak calm in the situation is the ones who have God in their ear. As prophets, that's been our position this whole time, speaking what God says, even when it's been unpopular. <sighs> Saying what God needs us to say, because there's nobody else that's going to be an oracle for him. <clears throat> as much as I cannot stand Cheddar Bob, he is there at 1600 Pennsylvania for a purpose, for us to realize that we have been looking to man all this time. Now it's time for America, Russia, China, Japan, North Korea to seek after the God whom is higher than all other kings. But now, we got worried. Rex Tillerson has had one job other than Secretary of State. Now he's talking about going to war. And I'm going to be the one prophet to say, if we go to war, surely this time we're going to lose. And that's not the first time that you guys have heard me say that. But it's time for us who are prophets to say things that are unpopular, that are not going to be put us at the head of the class, but they're going to put us on the, at the back of the bus. Because we are supposed to see that which is coming and that is ahead of us. And it's sure to be destruction because of everything that has been going on at 1600 Pennsylvania Street if you go to war now. And that's why I'm encouraging you. The issue is not hearing God. The issue is not flesh. The issue is the fact that you have to know within yourself. You're good enough because he called you, not because of who you are. You're good enough because he justified you, not because of what you're going to do. You are everything that he has declared you to be from the beginning God created. I'm done. He said, I had the bullets. I didn't shoot anything. I was just sharing. <laughs> oh, no. You fired off. I'm just going to have I, to say, you fired and, off. And I asked her if she, I asked her if I could ask a question. You know, if you if you let me ask you a question, you know I'm going to get you. <laughs> she said yes, so I just basically told what he said. I know we probably only got a couple of minutes. I don't know how much Pam on. I was about to say we got five minutes. All right. Uh, before we get cut off, Cynthia, and if we do call back in, I want to read this to you. Yes, sir. In the Gospel of John, the Lord Jesus touches upon soul life once more. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life, 12 and 24 and 5. He subsequently gives the explanation with these words. And, when, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, 
will draw all men to myself. John 12 records the most prosperous moments in our Lord's life. Lazarus had been raised from the dead, and many Jews believed in him. Triumphantly, he entered in Jerusalem, was acclaimed by the populace. Even Gentiles sought to see him. From the human viewpoint, Calvary would now seem to be quite unnecessary, for could he not easily attract all men to himself without going to the cross? But he knew better. Although his work appeared to be prosperous, he realized he could not grant life to man without his going to death. Calvary was the only way of salvation. If he died, he would draw all men to himself and could indeed give life to all. In John 12, the Lord explicitly describes the operation of the cross. He compares himself to a grain of wheat. If it does not fall into the earth and die, it remains alone. But if he is crucified and die, he shall impart life to many. The one condition is death. No death, no fruit. No other way is there to bear fruit than through death. Our purpose, however, is not simply to learn about the Lord Jesus. We wish beyond this to draw particular attention to his relationship to our soul life. The Lord applies the grain of wheat to himself in verse 24, but in 25 he implies that every one of his disciples must follow in his footsteps. He pictures the grain as representing his self-life. Just as a grain is unable to bear fruit unless it dies, so there can be no spiritual fruit until the natural life has been broken through death. Here he emphasizes the matter of fruitfulness. While the soul life does possess tremendous power, it nevertheless cannot fulfill the work of fruit bearing. All the energies generated in the soul, including talent, gift, knowledge, wisdom, cannot enable believers to bear spiritual fruit. If the Lord Jesus must die to bear fruit, so also must his disciples die in order to produce fruit. The Lord regards soulish power as of no help to God in his work of fruit bearing. The greatest peril for us in Christian service is to lean upon ourselves and to draw upon our soul power, upon our talent, gift, knowledge, magnetism, eloquence, or cleverness. The experience of countless spiritual believers confirms that unless our soulishness is definitely delivered to death and this life at all times inhibited from operating, it will be most active in service. If this is true of them, how can then those who are unwilling to yield up or unwatching and denying the soul life prevent the intrusion of that life? Everything pertaining to our natural life must be handed over to death, so that in no sense may we depend upon any of it, but be willing instead to be led through death's darkness of no support, no sensation, no sight, no understanding, and silently trust God himself to work until we emerge on the other side of resurrection to possess a more glorious life. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Our soul is not annihilated, rather, by passing through death. It affords God an opportunity to communicate his life to us. Not to lose the soul life in death should mean great, life for the, great loss for the believer, but in losing it, he will save it for eternity. So I guess it means you're going to have to call back in for your prayer. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, you know. She's like, oh, listen, I still got to get prayed for. Really? Oh, well, you know. Just want to make sure we do a complete and thorough job. Dear. What I'm going to, you know, send y'all. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you know. 
Uh, How you feeling, girl? Mm. If I only had not looked at the phone. <laughs> and you, yeah. <laughs> And, see, and you, even though Mark shot you up, you need to say thank you, brother Mark, for pulling me from the dead. I was, I was about to, I was, I was sitting up here trying to pack my wounds right quick because <laughs> he hit me hard, man. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.